Nick went down. Unbelievable. Yes, yes, and is now OOP, as they say in dog racing, out of picture. In terms of the college football championship, there, there would be almost uh, no way that uh, these uh, committee people, even if they bring back Condoleezza Rice and uh, she accepts the bribe from Jose Sulamov, there would seem to be no way that you could somehow work Alabama back in the equation. Is there with two losses? And, and, and possibility that uh, they would have four losses on the seat. Well, you can't, you can't say that because they won those games. And your man Jimbo, what, what's he on? Like a nine-game losing streak? That, that's unbelievable. Jimbo Fisher. I don't know how much they've lost in a row. You know. They have not played well the entire year. <laughs> Jimbo, like they're talking, his bio's like $50 million and they're considering it. <laughs> like that's how bad this is. Imagine that. $50 million they're going to give this cat to fail. <laughs> wow, wow. Did we all make some bad career choices? We should have just been failing college football coaches. The time. Wake up with Defoe, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. And a very uh, happy good morning, everybody. Uh, great to be with you here on a Peel Yourself Off the Mad Monday. Jeff DeForest and one Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, Luby, a little bit out of sorts here today because uh, he's been trying to get the uh, new uh, Luby homestead together here. So uh, we don't have that stark background. And uh, all of the various complaints that have uh, risen up over the year or so that we've been doing this. Uh, actually, it's like a year plus now, about yeah. 13 months. And uh, first it was uh, as Luby broadcasting from his dorm room at FSU. And then uh, whether people were concerned whether he was being interrogated right after the show by the uh, feds. There's a weird thing. If I could be indicted by the federal government uh, for uh, alleged criminal activity, uh, how, how is it that Trump is going to get a free pass? I, I don't want to get into That's that. That's the question. It's Thanksgiving week. It's my yes. favorite week of the year. Uh, I, I'm not one necessarily to uh, sit there and trash. Oh, my God, the drudgery of the holidays. I love the holidays. Every fucking one of them. I really do. Especially Thanksgiving. It, it, it's absolutely fantastic and uh, looking very much forward to it. Although we're only going to do a little one day off thing here because Luby's got some kind of special scheduling here. But what are you going to have a pineapple on your head in a couple of weeks? Is that what's going on yes. here? You're going to be like one of those uh, t- guys uh, that's uh, playing for uh, BYU and going to Hawaii. And a week from tomorrow, we will be taking our talents to the West Coast, to the deep West Coast and heading out to Hawaii. Yes, sir. Time differential alone would make it prohibitive to uh, do I'm, the show. I'm going to bring stuff, actually, just in case, maybe for nah. some lunchbox. I don't know. You know, like, I'm trying to be dedicated, but the wife is what wants what the wife wants. <laughs> we haven't gone away since uh, May. She's making so the bread, so, I mean, you may as well go along with it. We haven't me, gone away in a while. I can't, you know. It seems like uh, what she's uh, pushing you to do it doesn't sound all that bad to me. I mean, going to Hawaii and you're complaining. Only you would be fetching about it. But which is uh, great. But um, anyway, so uh, you were painting all weekend. Now, yes. uh, were you painting the outside of the house or the inside? Inside. It looks like, <laughs> looks like you painted your face red. I am. Uh, it, it was uh, all weekend long, and I didn't get a lot of sleep. So uh, happy to be here with you all. Appreciate everyone who is following us this morning. And as a lot of people I know, this is the beginning of the holidays. So the next two months, um, a lot may not be working. So those of you that are watching us, thank you. Uh, yeah, we Appreciate did, it. No we, doubt. Did, we did that. The room that will be the studio, I painted that. And then our master bedroom, which is actually a nice size master bedroom, and I really know how big it is now because I painted it all day yesterday. I painted that, and then she did the hallway, and then we hired a guy to do because we wanted the, the living room is the ceilings are stupid high. It's like the cathedrals; they're like really oh, high. Great. So yeah. we, we paid a paid a guy to do that, and then they just finished up with the, ki- the Would kitchen. Would you get Michelangelo? Or, uh... no. <laughs> I, I actually thought of, my mom called him. You know, these are cathedral cathedrals. I'm like, oh, Defoe would 
We love that. You believe that cat lived to be like in his 90s when everybody else was checking out in their mid-40s? Yeah, I don't know. I think they were worried about, about I mean, what, what, what was he on, man? I mean, uh, he, he might have had <laughs> a better juice on? than Victor Conti, this guy. How did he live to be 90? He, he lived to be double the age, you know, average lifespan of the people that were around at the time in the 1500s there or whatever that was. And, and you know, you, you can't go anywhere without uh, – in Italy, uh, that was one thing I remember about uh, traveling through Italy. Uh, no conversation could be complete without some mention of Michelangelo. It didn't matter. <laughs> you could have been talking to a guy about how to get to the local racetrack, and he'd say, well, you know what? Michelangelo Boulevard, that's the way you go. And, by the way, Michael built the track, and he was the first jockey ever to race at, this, at the Hippodromo. Well, what are you talking about? All right, uh, Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody's uh, ready for it. Uh, I put in an order with Tommy T there for a couple of items. I'm going to bring to the uh, yeah. Yeah, you love lasagna. His lasagna is good party. as any. The lasagna is good. I like having a lasagna on Thanksgiving. I don't know why somebody brought it over one time, and I thought, wow, this is a great idea. So I've been trying to uh, hit Thanksgiving with uh, some form of lasagna ever since. And I used to go to a couple of different places and just pick up like a giant one that was already made. One year, my son made one, which really uh, blew my uh, socks off because uh, I, I didn't know he could cook. And, and it was like one of the best lasagnas I've ever had. But uh, uh, that uh, may be, I mean, challenged by uh, Tommy T's crepe lasagna, this uh, Cajun lasagna he does, which is amazing. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. And uh, you know, I threw in a little jambalaya. Is that like overkill on uh, Thanksgiving? Jambalaya is a side dish. Take whatever you can Sounds from Tom T. Sounds good to me. Mad. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever this cat's making, I'm bringing. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You bring the oysters. <laughs> no, do, do I act like I made them myself? Nah. No, no, no. would no. believe that. They wouldn't believe it. They wouldn't try it. <laughs> no. no way. All right. Many, many things. I mean, it was a great sports week, and I know you didn't get a chance to catch much sports, uh, Luby, but I'll fill you in on a lot of things that happened. I kept an weekend. eye, obviously. I know the the outcomes. I just find I don't know the little intricacies, and I know a lot of time you like to complain about refs, so if there was any ref complaining. Oh, my God. <laughs> That I missed. That I missed. There has to be a class action suit in the NFL. It's only a matter of time. I, I, I don't know. If Trump could get people to storm the Capitol building, what's going to happen at the FanDuel or DraftKings offices? When, when people demand a refund from the National Football League, they're partners with these guys, Luby. They are. They are partners with the people that are taking the bets, and, and these bets are impossible to hit. As it is, almost every game, the outcome comes down to the final play or two, or certainly inside of the final couple of minutes, when you're talking about the outcome versus the point spread. And uh, I would say, what, about 65 70% of the cases, uh, games are decided? Maybe more. I, I don't know what Pretty the close. percentage is. But, yeah. I mean, like yesterday's Dallas game was a blowout from the beginning. Okay, so you had that one. You, know, you were laying a couple of points with Dallas, uh, believe it or not, favored on the road against the Minnesota Vikings, who were 8-1. and one. You talk about a lack of respect, my friend. But uh, that one was never in doubt. So, uh, and e even the networks realized that when it was forty to three, as obsessed as they are with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, they actually cut away from the game because it was boring. I mean, it was just uh, <laughs> clear cut that Kirk Cousins was going to get nothing done in this ball game, and you were once again mystified to think that Minnesota entered the game at eight and one. You were thinking that that's impossible to look this bad. Mm. They, they looked like they were being coached by Mario Cristobal <laughs> by the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> Like completely inept, <laughs> without a single answer for anything that oh the opposition God. was doing, especially as they stepped up in company, the Canes, oh, uh, against Clemson. But, uh, you know, th that's almost become irrelevant. And interestingly, John, can Jimmy going to be with us today? Is John in? John will be on, on tomorrow. John will be oh, on okay. tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. All right, because uh, Jimmy's uh, Pittsburgh uh, Panther team comes into, uh, I guess they come here, right, to play uh, the University of Miami? I think in so. In a game. 
in a game that uh, you would think Pittsburgh is going to win easily. Uh, Charlie Partridge and company are going to be here in town. Our good friend from uh, former FAU head coach. We used to have a blast with him every week uh, on the show. You guys remember Charlie, and he's now the defensive line coach in Pittsburgh, which yes. uh, is a team that actually improved as the season went on. Yeah, they started out a little bit rocky. I guess they had a couple of wins early, and then they got stung with a few losses. But uh, it seems like the results that I've seen of late, uh, they've been on the winning side of things. So um, I, I would imagine they handle the Hurricanes, who, who offer nothing in terms of resistance. I, I, when would you ever think that you would just see a completely inept Miami Hurricane football team? Completely inept. This late in the season now, th- this is the other thing. Like I said many times throughout the year now as we've been looking at that storyline, I mean, the thing is, that they should be getting better. FSU is getting better under Mike Norvell. They've had five straight games of rushing for 200-plus yards. Look at you. Florida State Seminole. Uh, oh, so you had FSU? You had FSU? Something that hasn't happened since, like, <laughs> they had, like, Dalvin Cook or something. I, I don't no, know. I no, no, that hasn't happened since. Even before that. 1995. Yeah. <laughs> like Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Yes, Charlie Ward. Yes. yes. They haven't done. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> like, in college. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's common now to put up a stat that this hasn't happened since, uh, you know, mm-hmm. such a period of time. Mm-hmm. And usually they're like ridiculously stupid. <laughs> they haven't right? scored Where, well, goals. they haven't had a win here at Lambeau Field since 2016. It's like that's four years ago. And then ago. you realize they've only played one game at Lambeau Field since 2016 because they don't play there every year. So what does the stat <laughs> exactly, mean? It lost one game. Exactly. You know, in, in, in the last six years there. But uh, uh, th- that one was kind of an interesting one because, uh, you know, it had been a long time since that happened with Florida State. So th- they're coming along. And, and while we're watching the, the absolute uh, just dismantling of anything that you could possibly have thought was positive about the uh, Hurricane football team, that, that Clemson game was an embarrassment. Uh, I, I would think this one, what's on the line there is, uh, did the Canes become uh, eligible for the Emerald Bowl? <laughs> uh, look, as a guy who's a fan of a team who hasn't made a bowl in five years, yeah, I'm telling you, if they had made a bowl last year, it would have been a world of difference. Norville would have got a lot, of le- lot less crap this offseason if they won that one more game. So this game actually is like the Super Bowl for the Canes. Like, the Canes should really take this game seriously. If you can get the six wins, that feels a lot better than five and seven. Five and seven. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm such saying. Such as they say. All right. The class action suit against the National Football League. Here it is. Uh, I'm watching okay. Jets Patriots. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what, what side I mean, do you have? Two teams in the uh, AFC East. Uh, do I really care about that? No. I mean, uh, it does appear that the Dolphins and the Bills mm. are in a slightly, I, even though they lost to the Jets, uh, the Miami Dolphins, it, it does appear that they're in a slightly different class than the Patriots and the New York Jets, at yes. least based on what we saw yesterday. Yes. Both, both the uh, Patriots and the Jets offense uh, were complete direct. The Jets much more so even than the Patriots, who at least were moving the ball. They, they missed a couple of field goals. Uh, Nick Folk, who uh, is normally pretty reliable, I, I think he had one of those streaks going where he hadn't missed a field goal inside of 40 yards since he was in puberty. And all of a sudden, he shanks a couple. Didn't really shank them, but uh, missed them. And uh, the Patriots left uh, six points there on the field, so to speak. Uh, now, that made a big difference in a ball game, uh, but uh, how can you be beaten? If you're betting ball games, how can you be beaten like this? Where uh, with five seconds to go in a game, Luby, the uh, Jets, uh, again, Hack Wilson, I mean, forget about it. This Zach Wilson, he has shown nothing so far this year. Uh, he, he had a very questionable Tua Tagovailoa type of uh, rookie season. Uh, out of the lineup early this year with an injury, appears to be very cocky, but, man, he sucks. 
<laughs> I don't say that very often. No, you don't. I, I, I've never heard you say that ever. That's my phrase that you hate. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard you say that. He sucks. Except <laughs> for Winslow. You love, just as Winslow was the one guy, I think you may have used a term very similar to that. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a learning curve, whatever. You know, obviously he's only in his second year. He hasn't played a full season yet. RBIs. Uh, the uh, Jets are not necessarily, I mean, uh, you know, uh, displaying uh, Jerry Rice type of skill on the outside. But, uh, you know, they can't be that incompetent that you could throw for 77 yards in a ball game. 77 yards. <laughs> and there were a lot of guys that were open. I mean, he, he can't make those two uh, intermediate throws, uh, not, not with any real efficiency. Now, Josh Allen was kind of wild in his rookie season. And uh, actually, uh, now people are starting, uh, even though the Bills won yesterday in Detroit, uh, the Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. criticisms of Josh Allen were starting to pile up there that uh, he's too careless and reckless with his uh, so-called red zone passing yep. and had a lot of uh, turnovers that, that he had committed in the red zone or inside the 20 yard line. And, uh, you know, it was uh, a thing that you really had to consider. I mean, uh, the good quarterbacks are efficient in, in those spots. Yes. The really good quarterbacks, they, they don't drive the ball down a the field. there looking spectacular and then get inside the 20 and <laughs> <laughs> Especially throw the ball to the other team, which is something that Allen was doing uh, with an unfortunately, uh, you know, a frequent ratio. But uh, they they kind of redeemed themselves after trailing uh, early in that ball game yesterday. The uh, Buffalo Bills uh, in Zach Wilson's case, I mean, just uh, missing guys that are you know wide open in, in so called space. As uh, you know, you're watching a guy in the middle of the field. Those intermediate throws, you have to make them if you're a professional quarterback. Be able to loop it in there over a linebacker and in between the safeties, uh, you know, especially a guy cutting through uh, the soft part of his own. And uh, in, in big spots, Wilson came up with, with 0. 0.0. He, he was Blutarski. All right, so the game boils down to this. It's 3-3, Luby, 3-3. And you're thinking, uh, now I'm uh, getting three and a half points with the New York Jets yesterday. Okay, this, this explains a lot. Contribute to my <laughs> bitterness? explains a lot. <laughs> no, but think about this. This is insane, right? All right, so uh, what do you want to do? You want to get to overtime, and you, you want to win the coin toss, as Brandon Lang explained to us. Because if you win the coin toss, yeah, the likelihood that the team that gets second possession of the ball is going to do anything more than just kick a field goal once they get in range is, uh, you know, very, very marginal. You're thinking that they're not really going to press to get the touchdown, you know, even if they get to the three-yard line. They're going to go ahead, kick a field goal, win the game if they have the second possession. Now, I mean, and, and I lost a couple of games that, uh, wow, you, you would want to slit your wrists if uh, you were betting big money on these ball games. Uh, but uh, so what happens? Uh, Jets uh, punt the ball after another just inept possession by Zach Wilson, where, uh, you know, he, he gets sacked. He throws the ball into a horrible spot uh, and, and they punt the ball away. Guy kicks a line drive. It was a windy day, uh, you know, and uh, you're not expecting it to come back for a touchdown. But here, here's the thing, and here's why we should have a class action suit. All you people that lost money on the Jets yesterday, let's unite. <laughs> let's get together. Oh, my God. Let's be like, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, all at stake here for the Democrats. And, uh, you know, we're about to uh, be overwhelmed by a red wave. Let's get together. Get the young people out to vote because uh, we need to get on board on this. <laughs> all right. So. Know. You know our philosophy. If a play, you know, should be penalized early in the game, and it is, then it should be called late in the game as well. Mm -hmm. All right. By any standard now. And all right. So they, they punt the ball away, and a guy returns it like 85 yards for a touchdown. Oh, my God. With five seconds to go in a game. But oh my God. 
a blatant, I mean, right in front of everybody's face, including the announcers who, I mean, don't be weak, Kevin Harlan and uh, whoever else was doing a game, whoever the Colorado is. You can't swallow your own whistle on this play. Blatant block in the back, right in front of everybody yeah, at the 16-yard line. Now, why is that significant, Luby? Because back. if they call it, yeah. all right, so now they take it back to the 26. There's five seconds to go or less uh, in the ballgame. And uh, they're going to kick a field goal right away, win the game. And they win by three. You're getting three and a hook. Bingo. You're cash. Oh, the block in the back happened at the end of the run? End of the run. Oh, 16, so uh, 16 yard line. Uh, let's see. Okay. I actually wrote down the uh, names that were involved in here. Uh, oh, my God. Marcus Jones is returning the uh, the kick. And uh, a guy named uh, Mac Wilson, I guess, okay. shoves a jet uh, defender, uh, special teams player, right, I mean, right in front of like three referees are looking at it. Shoves him flat out really in the back. Okay. Right. Now, uh, what would that have made a difference in the play? I don't know. Uh, the guy had a legitimate shot to stop him, uh, which, uh, you know, also makes I think about this, not, not just the money that's on the line there with the three and a half point spread, but uh, the game itself. I mean, uh, you know, there was no guarantee that uh, the uh, field goal kicker for, for the Patriots was going to make that shot. We'd already seen uh, Nick Folk miss two. Okay, so, uh, you know, and Belichick, I don't know. He might have even had a new kicker on the roster by then, thinking I, I don't want to risk it uh, with this guy who is normally Mr. Reliable. And I think Nick Folk's been in the league for 100 a years. I, he, broke in, he broke in with Westhoff, didn't he, Mike West? <laughs> all right, so how do, you, how do you not call that there? Uh, and, and, you know, that, that made all the difference in the world because uh, not only did they uh, not have to trot out their field goal kicker, but had they uh, gone ahead and made the field goal, all of the Jet people got paid off. Instead, they got it stuck right up their ass uh, with that uh, play. <laughs> they, they How never, can you have faith in that, right? Weird. I mean, if, if they take the play away, let's say it was the other way, and uh, the Jets were about to score you know, a winning touchdown, and, and they took it away because they threw the flag you know, back at the 20-yard line or something. I mean, it's ridiculous. How, how do you call that? And they're so ready to call uh, special teams uh, penalties. Uh, you're, you're wondering how there isn't a flag on an 85-yard return. Yep. That was the first punt return for a touchdown this season, by the way. So oh, a tough way to lose. Well, that was, in, in the NFL. In the NFL. That's oh, the first punt God, return for TD. I saw that, and I was like, who returns punts for TDs anymore? Yeah. I didn't realize it, and I saw that it won the game. I didn't realize it was at the end of the game. They – it's – they swallow their whistles sometimes on PIs and holdings at the end of games. They don't do that. When there's a punter or a kick, they always they, – that's my problem is they call holding on every one kick. Like, every, every one. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Like, it was blatant. Well, I mean, this one couldn't have looked any more blatant because it, it happened, I mean, just in full view of everybody. It wasn't like one of these subtle things that happened away from the play and you're thinking, well, did you really need to call that? Uh, and, and this was a guy that had a legitimate shot. He was the last guy to have a chance to tackle the ball carrier. And uh, he gets shoved right in the back, right out of the play. And uh, they let it go. I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. Where's my money? <laughs> I want a refund. <laughs> All right. So we lose that one. Jesus. Uh, ve some very exciting action uh, around the NFL. Last night's game was good, uh, although that yeah. was another one where uh, – how is it that Kansas City can't cover a point spread? I don't know what their record is against the spread, but, man, you it's find it. a way to fuck it up every time. They really do. They do. Dramatic comeback, though, against the Chargers, who have been depleted by injuries. Uh, Brandon Staley's lost a little bit of his nerve there on those uh, going for it on fourth downs. There were a couple of occasions there you thought he might go ahead and uh, press the uh, go button on that, but uh, he did not. Uh, he, he managed to stay in the ballgame. Looked like uh, the Chargers were going to win it. And then Mahomes with a minute 40 to go drives uh, the Chiefs right down the field. 
Travis Kelsey uh, having a monster ball game, three touchdowns, including a move where he did the old Neon Dion going into the end zone, which is kind of funny to see like a big guy doing that. But, uh, you know, he, he was just uh, having a great time out there and, and a hard fought uh, win for the Kansas City Chiefs last night, uh, putting another dagger in what was supposed to be a monster year for the Los Angeles Chargers. The Rams, uh, you, you can write them off now, right? Three and seven. That, that was my team to go to the Super Bowl, Louie. What was I missing? They did everything in the offseason that you could possibly, uh, you know, consider that would put them in a winning spot after they won the Super Bowl championship last year. Now, you could say that maybe Matt, Matthew Stafford isn't that good, that uh, he's going to hit some kind of wall, that he had a remarkable season uh, late in his career, and we've seen that. Becomes the uh, proverbial uh, shot fighter, takes a body shot from father time. And, you know, that, that would be the only thing if he was in, like, severe decline. But there, there was, uh, you know, no great indication that was going to be the case. Plus, uh, you know, it looked like they had a very well-balanced uh, attack. Uh, Beckham Jr. being out, that's not enough to dissuade me from thinking that the Rams are going to be very good. So what the hell happened to the Los Angeles Rams to have them at 3-7 and seven and, and being, uh, you know, like underdogs every week to uh, teams that, that you wouldn't necessarily consider are world beaters? Uh, very, very surprising uh, development in the National Football League. So, uh I, I don't know. I mean, uh, are the Dolphins as good as anybody at this point? Philadelphia was challenged yesterday. Jeff Saturday is second uh, go as the uh, head coach, interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He, he had the Eagles by the jugular. They pulled out the game late. Uh, Dallas all of a sudden looked really, really good yesterday. Was that? that was, uh, you know, discouraging because they're going to have a home game on uh, Thanksgiving. And, and, of course, uh, the Lions beating the Giants. Uh, the New York took it on the chin. In yesterday's NFL action, as the uh, Giants looked awful against the Detroit Lions, who now, I believe, yeah, five wins. have won three in a row. Have they not? Three in a row. I think they've mowed down three straight teams, the Detroit Lions. And, and they did this in very handy fashion. I mean, uh, they, they were in charge of this ballgame uh, throughout the contest. Now, Dan Campbell, you know, we love Dan Campbell. Uh, and in a row. It is true, and I, I know I make this reference often because uh, it was one of those shows I binged watch for some reason. Uh, you know, I want to say maybe four or five months ago, I, I couldn't get enough Deadliest Catch. I watched like sixteen seasons of Deadliest Catch. I've seen every <laughs> crab. I can identify crabs by name because uh, I'd watched these uh, shows so many times over and over and over again. But does Dan Campbell not look like the first mate or deckhand on on the Deadliest Catch boat? <laughs> One of those guys that, like, takes a smelt and just eats it while it's alive, you know. <laughs> doesn't care what the conditions are. Let's go, men. We got crab to catch. He really does look the part. Anyway, uh, Detroit now, uh, we have to – I don't know. Do we suffer through a Detroit game on Thanksgiving? I I'm not sure who they're playing. I uh, didn't make any note of that. Sure, but yeah. uh, the uh, – oh, the Bills. They have the Bills because the Bills were, were in Detroit. Now, do the Bills just stay there? What do they do? Did they even bother going home uh, to Buffalo home? there is... and uh, shovel their way out of 70 feet of snow? Yeah, no, that'd be dumb. That's probably why they, they... – yeah, well, you would just stay in Detroit. That's, I mean, it's close for Cleveland to go back, and it's probably why they went there is because they have to go there next. And the snow is probably going to be all week long. So it's like, okay, now they don't have to travel. That would actually make the most sense. Yeah, you would think that, uh, yeah, well, who the hell wants to go back to Buffalo at any time, much less, uh, you know, I mean, not that Detroit is any bargain. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so that, that's the leadoff game on Thanksgiving. I, I have nightmares. I don't know if you guys remember this guy named Al T. Taylor when the Detroit Lions were horrible. This goes back uh, probably, what, when I was a little kid and uh, you had uh, the Thanksgiving Day games. They had two of them, right, 
in the beginning? What was it always? Did it begin as just Detroit playing on Thanksgiving Day? I think so. And then Dallas came on board later? I think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you still look forward to uh, going outside during that period of time because nobody wanted to watch the Detroit Lions because they were just so boring. <laughs> and they had a guy, I believe it was number 42, LT Taylor. Look him up. He was a running back. Average like 2.9 yards a carry, I think, for his career. But uh, he would explode occasionally on Thanksgiving Day. Not that, uh, you know, we, we saw him on that many Thanksgiving days because how many can you have in your career? I, I don't think he was in the league that long. But um, uh, look him up, LT Taylor. And that was the big excitement to see Alti Taylor run the football and averages 2.9 per carry. <laughs> they're thinking, holy Woody Hayes, man, this is exciting football. I can't wait to see more of this. Ma, is dinner ready? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, it's not halftime yet. Remember, you used to carve out time so you could watch the game instead of the turkey. But uh, no, that was always ugly. And it was good that Detroit started out the action. Although they're, they're sort of interesting uh, to watch uh, a little bit this year. All right. Uh, many things, uh, you know, happening all around the world of sport. It started on Friday night uh, for me. I, I, did you catch this? And I made a mind bet of $100,000 on uh, the Washington Wizards to beat the Miami oh, Heat, getting God. one point. Oh, please. Uh, now, I, I'm sure the line had to be adjusted uh, once uh, it became known publicly that no one was going to play for the Heat, that they were going to dress eight guys, which is the mandatory minimum. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. And and only be able to play like seven of those eight guys. So they had seven guys out there, uh, guys that I didn't even know uh, were, were under contract to the Heat, what were involved in this ball game. And uh, we do remember the classic many years ago. Uh, it was in the 90s, I guess, uh, when uh, Rex Chapman, uh, beat the Chicago Bulls single-handedly by going uh, 9 of 10. Uh, this was uh, right after the Heat had orchestrated the trade for uh, Tim Hardaway. And uh, they were going through a big transition, and they'd lost a bunch of players. They dressed eight players for that ballgame against the mighty, vaunted Chicago Bulls. But was that one of their losses when they went 72 and 10? Yes, that's why it, that game to this day means so much to Heat fans because they only lost 10 games the entire year, and they lost yeah. by like 26 in that game <laughs> to a Heat team that had nobody. <laughs> Rex was on fire, man. He sank nine of 10 threes, uh, you know, and, and, and you always love that, right? I mean, uh, if you were in any recreational league and uh, three of the guys couldn't show up because they got drunk the night before or whatever, or, you know, they came to the game in no condition to play, and so you realize you're only going to go with like a marginal roster. I remember being in games uh, in certain leagues. Uh, one time, uh, we only had four guys show up and oh, had to play geez. five. I hate that. Yeah, that sucks. But uh, you know, but but you know, every now and then you pull off the upset, the big upset, when you're uh, compromised badly by uh, lack of personnel. Uh, the Heat did it, and it's always fun to watch. So I'm looking at the line, and I saw the Heat were favored by one on the road against the Wizards. Who are they? The typical wizards. I mean, they're, it doesn't seem like they're making a lot of noise, but uh, well, weren't they in a position there where you know there was some possibility they might be able to uh, actually make an ascent? Kyle Kuzma found him his game there with the Wizards a couple of years ago when he was traded, uh, and uh, you know they, they have some uh, other players of merit. Right, Bradley Beal is a highly yes, coveted, yep. sought after player. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm thinking on the road, the Heat are favored by one uh, against the Wizards, and then I find out that no one is going to play for the Miami Heat. And I'm thinking, who can I call, man? I, I want to get every dime that I can uh, put together and, and bet it on the Washington Wizards getting a point at home against a Heat team that's going to play seven guys, five of whom nobody ever heard of. And sure enough, what happens, Louie? They're, they're winning the entire ballgame, the Miami Heat. Yeah, they were. 
winning the entire game. Uh, it takes a Kuzma, who was like two for 12 at the time from three-point range. Kuzma hits a three to send the game to overtime. And can you imagine how euphoric you would have been if you had a hundred grand riding on this game? The Heat were about to win. This guy sinks a miracle three. There's still enough time left for the Heat to get off a reasonable shot at the other end, which they do. Lowry bricks one after having an outstanding game. And uh, the game goes to overtime. And now you're thinking, wow, there's no way I can lose. We've staved off disaster. And sure enough, it came right down to the final shot again. Mind push. Unbelievable. <laughs> you got a mind push. <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, and, and you're thinking, what if I really did do this? What, what oh, if I bet a hundred grand on this game? Sure, that uh, there is no way that you could lose. That, that this inside information that nobody was playing for the Heat had escaped and been lost on everybody else in the universe. And I was the only guy that was getting one point with the Washington Wizards. Can you imagine? Or, you know, and also the people that uh, bet this game uh, well in advance of knowing that, that the Heat had no players, that Spolstra was wearing a uh, pair of shorts, that he might have gone out there and resurrected his days from Portland State and played some point guard. Uh, the guys on the Heat, too, were completely gassed. Max Struess missed a, a shot at the end that could have won the ballgame in, in overtime. Uh, but he, he had played like 50 minutes, and oh, he hadn't geez. been shooting the ball all that well to begin with. And, uh, you know, it had to be, what? I mean, what's the old thing? Women waiting legs. The legs go. Uh, you're not going to hit a uh, fall away three. By the way, John Crony had just said, hey, you, you have plenty of time to get a shot off. You don't have to settle for a fall away three. You only need a two. So what do they take to end the game? Fall, fall away three. Away three. <laughs> Is that just laziness on the part of yes. uh, NBA players that, uh, you know, as a professor was saying on Friday's yep, show, yep, yep, yep. all they want to do is get to the clubs or the uh, six yep. babes that are waiting for them at the hotel room. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, hoist one up here. We don't want to go double OT. Yes. 100%. This was a chance to win a game, though. The Heat were down one, and they ended up winning a ball game by one on Friday night. You would have been Meshuggah. Yeah, yeah. This is why gamblers end up talking to themselves. And you're thinking, is that guy on a cell phone? No, I don't see any uh, earplugs. He's just talking to himself. That was a wild uh, event, though. But but then you, you had to figure that the Heat were subsequently going to get absolutely annihilated in their next game, which they did. As the Cleveland Cavaliers carved them up like a Thanksgiving turkey. There's your reference. Uh, and, and beat them by 26 last night. Unbelievable, right? I mean, seven guys are playing. What the hell is going on out there, Louie? Very, very weird season for the uh, Miami Heat. College football, uh, wow. I mean, uh, the top guys, did they get a little bit of a scare, huh? Michigan needs a last-second field goal to win by two. And uh, Ohio State Ohio wasn't State. looking too swift in, in their ball game either. Uh, we did mention, uh, unfortunately, the hurricane game against Clemson. I watched some of that, and I, I am mystified. I really am. I, I, I don't understand how uh, really good coaches could uh, have a team uh, uh, just completely, I mean, disintegrate in front of their eyes and uh, and have almost nothing to offer. I, I was listening to a sportscast, but I wasn't really watching. I don't know who did it, but I had the TV on in the background, and I heard uh, whoever was doing the sportscast say, well, you know what? The Canes had their chances in this game. Yeah, they had their chances to find the exit and get the fuck yeah, out of it. Like, the Canes fans are being so weird about this team. Like, look, I believe me, I just went through this. Like, I, people followed me that first year. I was not Mr. Norvell that first year. Like, I, I – and that's okay. You, you always hate the incoming coach, though, unless it's, well, like, you know, the one guy that you had. I like you know, Jimbo. But I, I like Norvell, be there. I was – 
uh, intrigued after a lot of people talked highly of him, and that first year was frustrating. I, the Canes fans are doing a weird thing where they want Crystal Ball to be good so bad that they're ignoring what's in front of their face. I'm yeah. not saying he won't fix it in, in the future, but what has he done now that gives you confidence? Like I, I, I got, it, got went at it with one of our friend, our radio friends the other day because he's actually a friend of Crystal Ball, and he was like, you're not in there. I'm like, Was that the Amigo? <laughs> I'll leave him nameless. I'm like, you're, you're not in there. I'm like, why would being in there? I don't care if I'm not in there. I'm watching the game. Like, what the? What are you talking? Like, I'm just watching a what team are you that talking looks, uh, about? absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'm not. You don't know what uh, I do know. I get it. It's a disaster. But he was paid a lot of money. They, they look poorly coached. Not a disaster. They, really do. they just <laughs> like, do. It's funny because uh, you know I, I was watching uh, you know the endless babbling on uh, one of these uh, NFL. I guess it was uh, on ESPN, right? Uh, their NFL countdown show. And, you know, they were talking about whether or not uh, people were, were buying in to uh, Josh McDaniels mm. and what he was doing with the Raiders and who, whose fault is it? Is it the players or the coaches that, uh, you know, that nobody's uh, seemed to be in synchronization with, with what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and they were debating whether Josh McDaniels is a good coach. Uh, I, you know, that, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, uh, I mean, uh, his last stop was, what, Denver? He didn't really have a, a great team assembled there in Denver. Mm. And uh, they were trying to shove Tim Tebow. Oh, is that his that idea, him. Tim Tebow? That oh. was him. That was all him. He traded up because he had to have Tebow. Tebow the winner. The winner guy. Tebow. They had a great defense. Great defense. Yeah. And he had a first-round pick where he could have maybe maneuvered differently. And he That was a very Tebow. late first-round pick, though. Yeah, it was. Well, after yeah. they, they had traded up to somewhere late first round, so maybe they didn't have a yeah. pick at all. I don't know. I don't remember that. Much, but who, who could have watched Tim Tebow in college and thought that he would have been a good pro quarterback? <laughs> no, really. I mean, uh, he, he just didn't that? have. I hated Tebow. He didn't have the throwing arm to uh, be a good, uh, you know, top-notch pro quarterback. Justin Herbert makes some uh, pretty good throws uh, in a game. Mahomes uh, also, uh, when he gets on these rolls, he, he's absolutely sick. Uh, last night's game between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, I watched uh, zero World Cup. How much World Cup action was there? Uh, did the uh, Qatar? Uh, they 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 played their only game. Cutter. Or yeah, however they, you they, pronounce the it. first day they played, and that's where that's why you had that. Oh, you proved Shane wrong that year because Brazil was the home country, so they were the only yeah. game. The home team plays the one game to kick off the World Cup, and they played okay. Ecuador. I don't even know how. How they do? I have no uh, idea. Qatar. Sarney's here f- this morning, so maybe Sarney can give us the uh, recap. I, I uh, it could have been another zero zero thriller. You know, just keep them <laughs> right there, and they're still alive in a the bracket there. <laughs> Home team. Zero, zero thriller. No beer, man. I mean, that's like having no syringes at a methadone clinic. Uh, you know, uh, how do you have no beer? Oh, Ecuador won 2 nothing. Game. Ecuador won in a scintillating uh, match 2 nothing. 2 nothing. All right. So they got the over they there. Sure on. It was like one on a hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh I saw this piece on 60 Minutes, though, last night. Did you, uh, by any chance, no. catch 60 Minutes, Luby? And it was about these uh, Panini stickers. Of soccer players that that are, I mean, more valuable than gold. Oh, jeez, that's what they were saying. I, and and the world is crazed. I, you know, th- this is uh, something that I've I've completely whiffed. I, I I didn't know anything about this. Did you? I've heard the Dan Patrick advertise. I thought they were cards, so I didn't know they were stickers. I thought they stickers, were like yeah, cards. and you assemble them into a book, and and then the big thing is to uh, get every player in the album for that particular year's World Cup, which obviously happens every four years, and it goes back to 1970. And it's like a big deal if you have uh, every album assembled or if you can even assemble one here in 2022 mm. where you have all of the Panini stickers that you can put in the corresponding space. It's like one of those coin collector albums, right? Where, oh, man, I need a Buffalo nickel from 1926. 
Anybody got one? Um, and, and, and people trade them, and even the players are into it. It's insane. Uh, wh- where do you get these? Have you ever seen them for sale anywhere? Mike Luby Lubitz supposedly go to uh, like convenience stores, gas stations. I, I guess worldwide, it's quite a phenomenon. But uh, uh, the Panini stickers, a very interesting story, by the way, on uh, on 60 Minutes last night. That, that, that was the most excitement I, I think I could generate or muster up so far for the World Cup. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you were inclined to watch any of these games, uh, Luby? I, I want to watch the... the... USA today. The USA plays at 2 p.m. versus Wales. So that I like to look. I like the World Cup beginning to end. This one really is disgusted me. Like it's in the middle of the football season and basketball season, so I don't care. And then the fact that you you nailed it on the head. Like it's been like mass murder. Like thousands of people have died in this thing. Oh. And now then they do the bear thing. Like and the fact that Fox is like the greatest event ever. It's like what are you talking about? Oh, like, they're pooping this like thing, such man. Such a joke to me. Like. They won't mention no atrocities. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like sort of, and I love the World Cup. The last 20 years, I've loved the World Cup since I got into college. I really got into it. This imagine one, Joe Buck doing these World Cup games. Yeah, it's like a joke. Uh, you know, like, come on. Are you kidding mentioning me? Mentioning like, uh, well, you know what? The human rights thing, they, they kind of blown that up out of proportion. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's slave labor, uh, you know, uh, erecting these uh, fabulous uh, stadiums that they put together here and spent $250 billion uh, putting together facilities that could have fed the poor. But, uh, you know, never mind that. Uh, let's go for the opulence. And, uh, you know, it's all a big show. Um, th- this was the thing. I actually, you know, not being a soccer guy, look, I'm not trying to pretend that uh, I'm into the sport or anything. But, but I will catch some World Cup. Uh, on the you know four years that that every four years it comes around. I mean, it's kind of interesting if the the whole world is watching this and you're in the sports business. You have to think, well, okay, let, let me let me at least give it a look, see, yeah. see what the hell everybody is uh, you know yep. raving about yep. or is so excited about. And, and you know, I dig the crowds and everything. I love the spirit of the idea. I mean, the game itself is just absolutely pathetically boring, and uh, you do have to be completely obliterated drunk to enjoy it. So, I mean, they're taking away, you know, the, the one, you know, primary condition that, that needs to be in place to have a winning soccer formula. So that's that's off the table. Uh, the people still were flocking there. I mean, uh, all kinds of people are involved. But the, the fact that it's not in the summertime makes a big difference for me anyway, because there's just too much else that I'm interested in. Uh, to dedicate a lot of time to watching World Cup soccer. I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, uh, queuing up to the uh, television set there, uh, you know, 10 minutes before uh, one of these games. Like, if the U.S. made the final, I guess, or started to make a run, maybe I, I probably have, uh, you know, a little bit more considerable interest in it. But uh, uh, right now, I mean, 0.0 for me, Luby. You, you, uh, I mean, uh, is Dempsey still on the uh, U.S. team? That guy must be 80 years old. I don't know. That's a good question. He may be. How about Alexi, uh, what's the guy's name? Alexi Lawler? has been gone for 20 years. Lawless? Uh, Landon Donovan's gone. I think Dempsey may, this may be his last one. He's still around? Or he may just be out. I'll look at him. He's been around as long as Jack Dempsey, this guy. (laughs) And he's been gone for a long time. Dempsey? He he was the one guy who got like a commercial. He was in a Lexus commercial, wasn't he? No, that was Landon Donovan. Oh, he's done. He was done in 2018, so you're not even going to get some Dempsey action. I don't know who's on the team then. The Pulisic kid? I guess the Pulisic kid. I don't know anyone else. I couldn't tell you anyone else on the team. Not one. All right. 
Well, it's very exciting, uh, you know, to think. <laughs> None of us know anyone on the team. <laughs> God bless America. Maybe they would get a recording of Kate Smith out there to inspire the crowd. Uh, that'll be great. Oh, no, she was deemed a racist. Yes. Because she, uh, you know, was singing like, uh, you know, on one knee with blackface on, like Al Jolson or something. <laughs> in 1920, so they oh, uh, took down her statue. <laughs> Very important piece of the uh, public agenda. Oh, my God. All right, uh, we, we have a lot to do here on the program. Uh, it was a great uh, week of football. John Kajemi will be with us tomorrow with the uh, Pigskin Playbook. Yes. And uh, Wednesday, I think we're going to try and uh, do a couple of things, uh, get a little, uh, you know, a trivia challenge going because we won't be able to do it on Thursday. I think uh-huh. Gerg's is in for that. So, And we will have a Degenerate Friday show for you. We're working Friday. Uh, even though uh, my normal MO would have been to take Thursday and Friday off, Luby says, nope, I'm going to Hawaii uh, the week after, so let's cram in some more shows. And I thought, okay, fine, uh, I'm on board with that. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to bring you uh, this this fine product and production that we uh, have going uh, every day here on Appeal Yourself Off the Mat Monday. All right, uh, many things happening, though, and uh, we will continue here on uh, South Florida Live. Later on, Mike Mayo's Lunchbox on, on the road from Grandpa's. I hope he's not going to chow down. No. Why does he make these people go off the menu and make some disgusting sandwiches? He's not doing that Why again. does he do that? We gave him one time. I let he has free reign to order at most restaurants. He does a really good job. They the lobster yeah. place literally gave us they brought in like six different lobster rolls. So I had to applaud him in that regard. Yeah. We know what's on that menu enough now where I'm gonna start freely saying, you know what, this would be cool to try, this would be cool to try. Because yeah, I forget the cafilta fish ball or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm scared for him taking us off the rails into some weird abyss. There was no need for that sandwich. Like yeah. none at all. There was no need. I, I think he orders stuff that he knows that we won't eat. <laughs> I, I really do. This way, you know, because you know how he is. He puts his hands all over everything. I, I have a horse to uh, mark in your book, uh, Libby. This, okay. this horse, I believe, cannot lose next time out. Well, okay. can lose, but I, I would go ahead and plunge on this horse, although I'm sure everybody saw the same thing that I did. This isn't like Glynn County, uh, which we had to wait, like, what, eight months? Remember when that horse came home, page 1680? And I, I'd watched his previous race, and it was such a troubled trip. And the horse was, you know, if a horse is closing at the end after a really troubled trip and coming on, maybe finishing, uh, you would say, a non-menacing fourth or fifth, but flying at the end after just getting annihilated during the course of the race, always worth uh, maybe, you know, um, making a note of and, and taking a shot at next time out. So, uh the horse's name is uh, K.D. Cadis. Okay. K.D. as in the initials Kevin Durant. Okay. Cadis. K-A-D-E-S. This horse is left in the gate at Aqueduct. Uh, and uh, I, I would imagine runs again maybe uh, three, four weeks. Left in the gate so badly that you're, you're thinking they're going to refund the money. That, that the only that had to be a malfunction. There's no way <laughs> a horse could left. be. He just stayed. Not, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it's, uh, they call it. Refused or whatever. I don't know. There was a term it. for it when, when the horse just doesn't even break. He just said screw it. So finally, he plops out of the gate like uh, the field's already on the turn. Oh my god! So I lost track of the horse because uh, you know they, oh they, they'll god, show you the numbers, great. but he ended up. I mean, he was flying at the finish and ended up picking up fourth. So really? um, any oh, kind geez. of a reasonable start. This was a first time starter. Oh any any kind impressive. of start. If he breaks anywhere within uh, five lengths of the field, he wins the race by six. Oh, shit. That's impressive, actually. KD Cadis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so there'll be a little note. I mean, you can barely even see it. You need a magnifying glass to read this part of the racing form there where they have the uh, clockers notes mm-hmm. at the end. And it's usually uh, in a lot of abbreviations that many people don't understand. So uh, this will get by a lot of people. But, uh, you know, and, and you look for a horse and you see that it had a slow start. And then finished fifth, like, uh, you know, whatever, 10 lengths back. 
doesn't look all that consequential or significant. But in this case, I, I think this horse will blow away in the next field that he goes against. Uh, probably uh, ho- hoping a lot of people miss that. I, I don't know that you could have, but, you know, maybe by the time it comes around again, uh, it goes a little bit unnoticed and the horse goes off maybe four to one. That'll be a nice uh, ticket to cash. Nice $10 ticket there for every deuce. Luby, don't be afraid to bet for yourself. <laughs> what, what is going to happen, though, that there's going to be some kind of revolt against the National Football League because of the horrendous officiating that is directly impacting people's bankrolls at levels that we've never seen before? I love it. Always. And, and these guys are your partners, Roger Goodell. <laughs> and you're hosing people. Hosing people and saying nothing about it. Nothing. There's no apology from the league. There, there's no, I mean, Pete Rose being out of the Hall of Fame while all this shit is going on is just, it's baffling. It's mind-boggling that anybody could be opposed to uh, any form of uh, degenerate. These guys that have been suspended that are players, a joke. I mean, they should end up owning teams uh, after a short period of time, after the lawsuits are all settled. Because uh, what happened yesterday with these officials, how do, you, how do you not make that call right in front of everybody? Guy shoves a guy in the back. He was the last possible tackler for uh, the uh, uh, return man for the Patriots, and uh, and and no no flag, and, and it changes everything. It changes a the possible outcome of the game, and b absolutely destroys anybody that had the Jets on the with the points in that ball game. And uh, therefore, I, I rest my case. Uh, do I need yes. Barry Sheck to come in here and defend <laughs> I don't me? No, I just love what do you think about that, Mister Fung? When you're I want to see involved. Goodell understand. What do you think about this one, Raj? When you're f- financially involved, it seems to heighten your frustration and bitching. Is what I, I will. I will. I have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we want to spend. Uh, I got crushed over the weekend. The Jet my, uh, straight up uh, betting. <laughs> well, I don't pick the game, so I mean, I, I will say this: even having a few bucks on a ball game gives you, uh, uh, you know, an exponentially higher interest level in anything that's happening out there on the field. All right, uh, we're coming back with more. Hialeah Park, what a beautiful place, man. And, and I would imagine they're doing something special for Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I would I would check the website there. In fact, I should do it myself. I, I'm remiss here, but I'd be curious to see exactly what they have going on because they always have something great going on. And uh, well, what's better than gambling your brains out on, on a Thanksgiving holiday? Don't tell me that they're closed on things. No, they, they wouldn't be because uh, what casino would be? This is a great way to spend the time. You're with the family. You're going crazy. You're thinking, hey, let's go and uh, take our chances on the, on the slot machines over there, the Vegas-style games that they have at Hylia Park. It'd be great. I have the champion simulcasting room, uh, and uh, there's usually some good racing taking place on Thursday. And so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And, of course, uh, poker, uh, always Always great, great poker action at Hylia Park, and a lot of good things happening for the players. Very favorable. Get a player's card when you come through the door. That's going to turn you on to a lot of amenities. A rich, rich rewards program they have working at Hylia Park, one of the best, one of the finest in the country. If you have a player's card from any other gambling entity and your double, super platinum, gold, sealed, double wheel, you know, secret, whatever, uh, they will make you that same stature at Hylia Park. So all of a sudden, with their rewards program, who knows? I mean, uh, you you, uh, you know may be entitled to things that you never even imagined, much like the Mustang uh, over there at uh, whether Caesar's Rewards Card at uh, uh, Harris over in Atlantic City, where I, I I open the door to the room and I'm like, holy shit, what happened here? Ed McMahon <laughs> just gave me a free house, even if it's only for a couple of days. This is spectacular, and that's the kind of feeling you get uh, with the rewards program at Hylia Park. It really is great, especially for a uh, local, and uh, you know this is. 
a family-owned uh, casino and uh, operation. So uh, great, great stuff uh, happening there at all times. So a lot of entertainment, boxing coming up, uh, a lot of big things happening in 2023. Frank Fiore very much on his game, as are all the people there at all times. Brunetti's doing a fine job, and we want to wish the best, of course, to Steve. As uh, a very courageous battle uh, with uh, cancer. Man, this guy's been through a lot. He, he just keeps the greatest attitude going. Fantastic. John Brunetti Jr. Uh, always been uh, really, really good and uh, faithful to us here on the show. So uh, we uh, want to give thanks for uh, that affiliation and association. And we want you to enjoy yourself uh, like everybody does when they go to beautiful Hylia Park. All right, we're coming back with more here on the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. A peel yourself off the mat Monday. Uh, you know, we always ask that question, the survey question. Maybe some people can answer on the chat line. What day of the week do people check out? And, uh, uh, no, I, I mean, of any sort of reality. And does this carry into, like, Christmas, New Year's? That week is a complete waste. We know yes, that, right? Yes, yes. Nobody's doing, no yes, one's doing anything. Yes, 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 yes. Any significance. I mean, people are paying off the bribes that they have to pay at the end of the year. <laughs> right. People in the construction industry are meeting people somewhere. Uh, yeah, okay. No, don't mention it. Under the bridge, yeah. No, the cash, ex- <laughs> it'll be in the suitcase. Under the bridge. <laughs> don't let anybody know. Come alone. Yeah. Come alone. Come alone. Come alone. <laughs> I want to thank you for all those permits you appeared, approved uh, uh, over the course know. of the year. No, uh, there's a lot of cash uh, being uh, exchanged, but... Uh, no, and, and not much happens in terms of business. I, I have a few things pending that I, I'm very optimistic about, Louie, even though they're long shots, but they do come in. I mean, we had a $100 horse win the last race yesterday in Aqueduct. Oh, nice. Oh, jeez. I, I, I didn't have them, but, uh, oh, you know. Right. I mean, but you said but I'm saying had. long shots do we come had. in. <laughs> I've been doing well at the track uh, ever since uh, that Atlantic City venture, so been having a good time with that. But, uh, you know, and but nothing gets accomplished, you would think. During that week, but but do people check out at Thanksgiving already? It's weird I mean, because is, is this the end of the business world? It used to be. It used to be Wednesday was when people checked out. We've gotten into this world where people like your birthday is a week or a month now. Like people, I think start checking out now. I don't know. My father in law is going to do a little work today. My mother in law is off all week. Shirley, yeah. who is the working demon, even said, "I'm working, but I'm not." I, which I don't know what that means because I, I either work or I don't. Like on this, you better hope she working. works, Libby, the way you're wow. spending money. No, this, yeah. it ain't a, she doesn't carry me as much as everyone thinks she does. I am. That's yeah. why I'm stressed out all the time. My weight matters. I would imagine, yeah. Um. So, anyways, um, the, the money we were making here this week is uh, not going to stretch very far in Hawaii. It, I would it will not. Yeah. So that's why I'm very stressed out, as you can tell. Yeah. So uh, maybe you can get a tour of the Dole plant. Is that in Hawaii? <laughs> It should, it should be, be your actually. only feature. Forget about the um, kite surfing. I feel like stuff. it should be Wednesday, but probably not. Probably tomorrow you'll see people winding down. What's interesting is usually Black Friday categorically was off. I know a few people that are working Friday, which is new. That's new. I we are. Heard that yeah. Look at us. We are. But I'm saying like, and we're only doing because I think we're doing a remote. Like if we weren't doing a remote, we probably would just be off. But. We may not do this show. I don't know. We'll see. If you really want off, you can have off. I just It's more Mayo wanted to do a remote for World Cup. I, I love being with the people. Well, what does this take, really? I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't do much over the weekend because, uh, you know. Well, I'm jealous. I'd gone out uh, you <laughs> know, and did my degenerate thing on Friday. And then Saturday, uh, I, you know, I, I, I took, like, my walk of life and uh, kind of packed it in for the day. watched a lot of college football. And then yesterday it was so abysmal outside uh, in terms of the rain, and I I got caught in it. Right, I tried to go out uh, do my walk during the little window there. It was only drizzling. No way. But by the time I turned for home, my friend, yep, 
I mean, I was all getting day smacked here. in the face. I mean, uh, th- thank goodness uh, I was a mutter. Now, I, I don't normally <laughs> care about getting wet here in Florida. I, I just imagine like uh, that you had walked in the near ocean. So what's the big deal? So you're wet for a while. And it's not like you're getting that freezing rain where you're thinking, oh, geez. You remember my mother's voice, my uh, paranoid Jewish mother's voice is in my head whenever I'm walking and it starts raining like that. And she's like, you better come inside. You're going to catch a cold. Yeah. But that's not really a thing no, here. You don't get a cold from uh, walking around in the rain. I, I guess if you turns. walked into some air conditioning and sat there for an hour while you were soaking wet, that, that might be prohibitive. But uh, in general, uh, you know, there's really no consequence to, to walking in the rain, is there, other than having wet clothing when you get home and having the usual stare down with the Mustang as you come in the door. You're not going to come in the house wearing that, are you? I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Dress outside? <laughs> Uh, people, uh, women come up with the most preposterous, uh, you know, circumstances that, that you should operate under. No, like I should just strip naked outside there and bring the clothes in, <laughs> in a bag. I have no comment. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it, it just I have is. No comment. I agree, and I have no. Is comment. Is this all part of a Hylia Park commercial? I, I'm sure. Most I mean, it all lets you know. <laughs> Jim Sarney says that uh, walking helps fight dementia. I, I find that not to be the case. I was going to say, okay, maybe you need to walk more. <laughs> no, this is bad because I've been doing the same walk. I've been living in this place like a little over a year now, and, and I love it. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to turn out fantastic it's once I be uh, great. put the finishing touches on it. That's my favorite. No, I'm at, I'm at a stage like you where uh, you know I, I've got to do a lot of things to this place. Uh, to you know, bring it up to the, the standard value, that I'm yeah. looking for. But once there, I mean, you know, you, you have a lot of space, and you're across the street from the beach, uh, which is fantastic. But uh, you know, so I've taken the same walk along A1A, uh, you know, for uh, over a year now. And I, I would say, I've, uh, you know, outside of the days that I'm out of town, I, I miss maybe a handful of days uh, of doing a walk. A very rare uh, that I miss it. Uh, including yesterday, which, uh, you know, would have been easy to blow that off, would it not? Let me just say, hey, it's it's too wet outside. Forget about it. I'm going to take the day off. If you, uh, I'm going to have to wear, like, an alternative pair of sneakers today because, um, I mean, the, these two shoes are, are soaking wet, just uh, absolutely soaking wet from uh, yesterday's activity. But Jim says that uh, walking uh, helps uh, fight dementia. And yet when I was walking yesterday, and now I've walked the same walk then, so, so what is that, about li- over 300 times. And I couldn't remember the name of the two streets that are the final two streets that I pass. One is uh, Bel Air Avenue, and the other is uh, Coral Ridge uh, Drive or something. Coral Reef. There's always a Coral Reef uh, drive somewhere in Florida, right? Like every town has a Coral Reef drive, do they not? By the beach, for sure. But it it took me a while. You know, it's one of those things with the delayed memory where you can't remember, like, uh, number seven was Mickey Mantle. (laughs) But it hits you like the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mickey Mantle. I knew that was it. Um, So I'm not sure, Jim, if that's really true. Because it seems like it's uh, expediting the onset of dementia. (laughs) (laughs) It's bringing it closer. Same walk, 300-plus times, and I couldn't remember the name of the street until I got there and I had to redesign. And I'm like, wow, Teeth, how do you even find your way home? It's incredible. All right, uh, we're coming back with more. Wow, killed killed an hour there, and we're not even uh, warmed up yet. Uh, so uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, tomorrow, then, uh, we'll have John Kinchemi. Yes. And uh, also Wednesday, we're going to do a little trivia challenge, so get involved in that. Thursday, we're up, and then Friday, we'll have our uh, full-blown degenerate we'll Friday. Uh, a little uh, 
Tony Segreto Wednesday as well because we want to get our, our trivia challenge oh, yeah. in. We also want to get kicking at old school in there and keep everyone happy. So we're going to have a very busy week, and it will be somewhat shortened. So How does Segreto spin this one, though? What is uh, the pains? He said, he said he's been clear that it's disappointing. They should have done better, but he has faith in Mario to fix it. That's really the the, the company line. That's what every Kane fan telling me. I'm like, okay. I'm like, how, how difficult is that to see? Or, or is it yeah, well, that's that? my problem. Is what are you? That's my problem. I'm not saying you fire the guy. What I'm saying is, yeah. what well, obviously seeing, they're not going to do that. What are you seeing that gives you confidence? Well, what he did at Oregon. But this isn't the same situation then. What he he started out as the OC, whatever you want to say Taggart was, he wasn't the head coach the first year that they did have success. Then he had a Justin Herbert that he actually ruined because most people didn't even know Justin Herbert was as good as he was because of Mario Cristobal. <laughs> like, right. what is it the giving you? They they every year lost two to three games that they shouldn't have. Like, what con, Like, why do you have this confidence in him to fix the thing? Because you he's a cane? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't I don't yeah. understand it. They look well, dreadful. I mean, it's a lot of it. He was a popular Hurricane player. And, they look uh, dreadful. you know, the, the Hurricane fans have been buying into that whole notion that keep this thing in-house. So going all the way back to Larry Coca. Remember, it was like a revolution uh, that, uh, you know, sit-ins were being staged to uh, have uh, Larry Coker become the head coach of the Hurricanes. <laughs> sit-ins. <laughs> when Butch Davis left. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Butch left him, I mean, with a, talent. a, a talent-enriched roster talent. that, that would rival any in the history of college football. I mean, you could talk about any of the great Nebraska teams, Oklahoma, Penn State. I mean, you know, a, a, any of these teams, like USC back in the day. Which, uh, wow, that that was a thrill in Manila, too, wasn't it? The USC-UCLA, did you catch you, that? Well, you must have loved that. It, that was one of the rare games I got. You must have loved that because it's like the Warrior basketball early on when they, their defense was sort of in, but their offense was good. Because there was no defense in that game until Zero the end. defense. USC can't stop. Uh, <laughs> until you know, the end. <laughs> they couldn't stop the song girls from uh, I felt like a 1960s football fan going, where's the defense? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a very entertaining ball game. I mean, uh, to, whatever side you were on, I happen to be uh, laying two with USC. In nice. Oh, Jesus. After getting crushed on <laughs> the college card. That got close. All of a sudden, Francesco's turned into Brandon Lang. He's on uh, like an, uh, an ending roll through the weekend. Uh, where, where, you know, he, he was handing me, uh, you know, winner after winner, and then uh, all of a sudden I just got annihilated. Now, if it wasn't for USC, I would have been swept. 0-6 on the uh, college football slate. Swept. And, and they barely, I mean, they, you know, that, that was a very lucky cover uh, to uh, get that and, uh, get that game at negative uh, two. Uh, but, but that was uh, always a classic series. I remember covering uh, a few uh, USC-UCLA games in my lifetime when I was a reporter at the Ontario Daily Distort. Uh, yesterday's news tomorrow, of course, being the motto. And it was always great. But USC was sort of a dominant force back then, uh, you know, and they're trying to return to that now. Uh, UCLA, you would have thought, uh, well, wow, in there with a real shot. Because uh, the quarterback, unfortunately, they had a lot of turnovers in the game. That's what really Thompson Think about that. They had 45 points, and I believe, what would they have, two or three picks and a couple of fumbles, uh, UCLA? So uh, imagine that. They, they could have scored 80 on the USC defense. Probably. If if USC makes it into the uh, college football final four, uh, that that yeah, would be a Jesus. Yeah. How do you have and, and, a, and a fumble or two also. I mean oh, they turned the ball over an enormous number of times in that game. Jesus. But uh attract me back and forth. It, it was a lot of fun to watch if you like big plays in a ball game and no defense. 
that that was the game to tune into. Uh, all right, uh, we're coming back with more in a moment. We'll take you up until uh, 9 o'clock here on the uh, Defoe Show, as we always do, 7 to 9 uh, Eastern Time, and everything's archived on uh, South Florida Live. The Mike Mayo Lunchbox comes your way 12 o'clock today, and um, I, I think I already have it in my mind. I want that sandwich. Uh, what are you? What are you drooling? What are you thinking about? You know me, man. I love that potato condition. Oh, I'm telling you, you should try the corned beef hash one. We, I got it. We got it last time. It's really good. Like it's different. I know you want the standard. You're old school. You do. Well, that. I don't know. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't eat it all. I mean, oh, when I get man. down there, I'm going to try not to. <laughs> Maybe I'll, uh, you know, box something up and take it home. Because uh, Thanksgiving, I, you know, you, you do have to kind of lighten up a little bit over the next couple of days, don't you? My mom started prepping this weekend for Thanksgiving, which is Thursday. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> my dad's sending me texts. My phone died. I opened up to a, why does your mother do this? What's wrong with her? Why does she go so crazy? She loves having everyone over, but all she does How is How many complain. people are going to be over? Um, right now, just our family. I'm working. Uh, Shirley's family may join. They're, they're trying to figure out their plans. So it's not like we're having 30 people. My mom just, she, I told her in college was my favorite holiday. So ever since then, and she's always been crazy about it, but she's like yeah. ramped up. No, I, I'm a huge fan. I love it. I love it, yeah. I really do. Oh, I, well, I'm a big we fan of all the food. With mayo, but let me ask you, because I'm new to the Christmas tree. You've been doing it your whole life, even you know when yeah. you're younger. What are your thoughts on? Because our world today is after Halloween, people start getting into Christmas mode, which is annoying to me because yeah. I love Thanksgiving. I'm a, if you're getting your tree, get it the day after Thanksgiving. Where do you sit on that? Like I'm all because surely would have gotten it two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Uh, you know me, I, I, I'm, if I'm paying big money for something that I consider yeah, to be uh, just a blatant <laughs> holiday ripoff, like a Christmas tree, I want to use it for as long as I can. So I'm lined up, but when they, they haven't even like, uh, you know, put all of the uh, netting around the, they the spot that they're going to be selling yeah. the Christmas trees. I, I'm surprised too, when you come to one of these Christmas tree places, how sophisticated sometimes they are in terms of, uh. You know, the way they do business, because you're thinking uh, this is some hillbilly from Tennessee. <laughs> just, uh, brought a bunch of trees down on a truck. He's going to sell them here. And it's not the case at all, man. No, you haven't been to Home Depot. Home Depot is very systematic. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't mess around. You think you're at Lowe's. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. The way they have things like going. And then some guy with no teeth loads about? up the tree on your car. You manages to do a masterful job. Uh, no, I, I want every ounce of mileage out of it I can. It's like I will sit in my car if I have 10 minutes left on a parking meter. I will sit in the car with it running for nine minutes just so I don't overpay Jesus. for parking. You're worse than I am. No. I've thought about it, though. Oh, my God. Tell me it hasn't crossed your mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying I never did it. I just hate getting ripped off, like blatantly ripped off. I, I, I do on things like that. I agree. I told you, I, I was always paranoid in uh, taxi cabs. I was always watching the no, meter. Those are the worst. I hate yeah, and I was thinking, why is that thing still moving, man? We haven't moved, uh, you know, three feet yet. That's the only. That's a positive Uber to me is you know what you're paying and they can't fuck you. Once you pay it, you pay it. I hate yeah. taxis. You're like, we haven't gone anywhere. It's gone up three dollars. I'm like, we haven't moved. Like, I, I mean, you, you would take the same ride any number of times. Uh, you know, when I was traveling a lot, you take a cab to the airport, different cities, and it was amazing the fluctuation in the price. Especially Vegas, so I was famous oh, for that. If they no. took the, you know, the back road there or whatever that was, and they looped you all the way around the city there. So, uh, you know, getting from the airport to the strip, I mean, then, I mean, uh, relative to inflation, uh, it would have been cheap. But, uh, you know, it, it, let's say it was a, a $40 cab ride, uh, you know, and all of a sudden it was 60 And you're like, what? <laughs> 
thought you took the highway. Exactly. There's a reason. They exactly. put this in there so it would be easier to get to this. And jerk off. Gravity down 60. Gravity exactly. I hate it when they made you pay to get in the racetracks. I, I really yeah, did. I you, know, for you were out like 12 bucks before you went through the door. I know. I mean, uh, before you got to the windows. All right. So we're coming back with more in a moment. Yes, we are. Uh, be with you. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff to analyze here, uh, of course. Uh, and, and Luby, you're doing a good job of faking your way through it. For having seen nothing. I know what I know. I mean, we always have an idea. I'm just saying, usually I watch like game to game and I just kept track of highlights and scores and I feel bad doing that. But like I knew outcomes and I knew the big storyline. I just didn't know uh, the the refs took away a game. Oh, no. It's, I mean, look, in general, if I'm a Patriot fan, do I want the refs? It doesn't matter. If they make the call, the Patriots are going to win the game. The difference was the point spread. Yeah. Uh, you know, although there was no guarantee, obviously, because Folk had already missed a couple from inside 40 yards. So, uh, and it would have been only time left if they had thrown a flag for them to attempt a field goal. Mm. And it would have been, uh, what, 23, uh, you know, so uh, you're talking about, well, they, they would have pushed them back, uh, what, 10 yards or 15. It would have been, a, you know, a fairly long field goal. So that game might have continued and gone to overtime. And, uh, you know, then all you want to do is win the coin toss, and, and you're going to cover the point spread. Uh, and the other game, uh, you know, it's a Fugazi rule that they have where you don't get the ball. Uh, they announce that everybody's going get, to get the ball, uh, you know, and a chance to have the football before overtime, unless the team scores a touchdown or there's a defensive score, which means every team is not going to get a chance to have the ball by the rule itself. And Vegas went in. Uh, I had Denver, unfortunately, which, uh, you know, is regrettable because uh, the way Russell Wilson's playing, although he wasn't half bad yesterday. And uh, Vegas uh, got the ball in overtime and scored a touchdown on the opening possession. So uh, the Raiders got a win for Josh McDaniels. And uh, so there were two games that uh, hung in the balance there. I got the wrong way on both of them. And, or, or, you know, ended up the wrong way on both of them. And, you know, you're looking at that thinking, no wonder. Gamblers end up talking to themselves <laughs> at a very young age, just babbling like I am now. All right, back with more in a moment. Now that the time it's eight oh seven. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question: What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients—no <laughs> pun meant there are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing end them, to die, to sleep, no more, and by asleep, to say we end the heartache, 
and a thousand natural shocks. What could that have been about except Gambling. to hedge or not to hedge? <laughs> the modern-day odd couple, Defoe and Louie, are on now. It is, of course, The Defoe Show. Welcome back to the show, uh, The Defoe Show here on South Florida Live. Jeff DeForest and uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, I'm a big fan of speeches. And uh, there were a lot of interesting speeches that, that were given uh, over the weekend. You had, uh, what is this Jewish Federation for Republicans uh, out That's, in Las Vegas? What are they doing, man? That sounds like a Bugazi outfit. That's something no? wrong with you. Why would you be a, Jewish what? Federation, uh, I don't know what exactly uh, the title of it is, but it's oh, Jews God. for... Essentially, Jews for, uh, you know, Nazism? the antithesis of Jesus. <laughs> Jews yeah, for yeah. Nazism? <laughs> Jews for fascism. fascism my I problem is it's a party that embraces Nazism. <laughs> so that's sort of... All right, so all, all, of, the, all of the big guns that are going to be running for the uh, 2024 presidential election uh, and, uh, you know, are, are going to be you know, trying to get the nomination, they were there, including uh, Ron DeSantis, who, uh, for, for my money, is just a disgusting, spineless uh, yes. piece of crap. yes. Uh, all of these boisterous claims he makes about how wonderful Florida is. Is it really that wonderful? The only thing that makes it wonderful is the sunshine outside of that. And the people, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, here, here in Broward County, especially, you know, kind of a great place to hang out. I don't think there's any question about that. We could do it a little less of uh, the uh, tourism from certain uh, you know. <laughs> northern countries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't want to say any more about that. Exactly. Hey. Um, <laughs> no, we love our Canadian friends. I have so no, really nothing do. wrong with them. You're the one. Certain provinces, I was going to say. Provinces. Let's, let's narrow it down. Maybe to Montreal. Uh, I, I don't even want Jean Beliveau coming down here in the wintertime. <laughs> no, it's great. I, you know what? Every, every, every faction of people has its people that are, uh, you know, a nuisance. And, and maybe we shouldn't paint a broad brush across all of them just because there are a couple of cheapskates that leave like 10 cents for a tip in a restaurant and, uh, you know, are, are just obnoxious. and ru- No, I see you got me started there. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so DeSantis is up there. And, you know, I, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking that, that was the worst. When I see these poor, uh, you know, people that, that are just, I mean, risking, literally risking death, uh, not only uh, for themselves, but, I mean, they're, they're schlepping children through like the Rio Grande, uh, you know, you're thinking, uh, you know, they're doing anything in their power just just to have a shot. Mm. Everybody deserves a shot. You're thinking now. Now it may not be uh, you know conducive to uh, you know having the country be a, a, in perfect condition, and, and maybe there's no great way to legislate this. Uh, you know, you you wish they would work on something that you know what would be uh, appealing and appeasing to uh, everybody. All right, but- I I don't know what the answer is. I'm not sophisticated enough to tell you. Hey, I have the answers to all immigration problems, but agree. I'm. In general, very sympathetic yes. to anybody that takes it upon themselves to just abandon Have a everything. Life, exactly. Get on a raft and you know uh, waltz out in the middle of the night into the Florida Straits. All right. Uh, yep. So I mean, to take advantage of these people, it's it's one thing to say, "Hey, listen, man, I can't help you, Jack." Right. All right, you came here. Uh, we don't want you here. Uh, you know, we don't have space for you. We can't accommodate you. We don't have uh, taxpayer money to uh, help you. We don't want you just running around, you know, crazy, uh, undocumented, and, and uh, doing things that uh, otherwise, uh, you know, it would be unfair and menacing to other people. Uh, you know, and I'm not talking about criminality or any of this other stuff because uh, there are criminals in every faction too. Yes. So to just, uh, you know, say, hey, all no. of these guys, not every one of these people that that is. 
you know, risking death to come here is necessarily coming here to uh, go ahead and engage in criminal activity. It's actually the opposite. The, the yeah. statistic, and they do have statistics on it. The statistics show most of the crimes that we bitch about are people that live here. <laughs> all right, and, and everybody should be sensitive to it because we, we were all, uh, you know, the yes, uh, product of immigration. Form. Yes. Yeah. Even if you did it legally, okay, good for you. You were allowed to do it legally. That, that's huh. my problem. Look, it, it's not a simple thing, and it's not simple the other way. Like, I understand you can't just let everyone in. Totally get it. But I also, the ones that are like, turn their nose up at immigrants, those people. What do you mean? The people that were you 100 years ago? You 200 years ago? You 50 years ago? You 30 years ago? Like, wh- wh- how do you do Like, the Cubans will get here. And because they have the wet foot drive for garbage, be like, well, those people shouldn't be allowed in. You were allowed in. Imagine they go to instant replay. Right? Exactly. Now, you see that? They had a toe on the sand. (laughs) But there's still a little water there in that. uh... How the hell did they decide that one? I don't understand. That's the most bizarre uh, law that I've ever seen. Anyway, I mean, obviously, it's not any kind of a solution to uh, the problem uh, to have the wet foot dry foot law. Or uh, a lot of these other things uh, that, that uh, pop up whenever you're talking about immigration issues, but 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 in general, I, I, and I would, who wouldn't be sympathetic to some some poor person that had no chance, uh, you know, was under uh, you know immense tyranny from gang violence and all kinds of craziness and and government government oppression, and and they they just want to take a shot. I, I'm willing to at least you know acknowledge that. Uh, wow, that, that takes uh, a lot of courage. Yes. Number one. And, and number two, if if you're not going to be able to accommodate them, you, you can't loan your friend the money. But, I mean, do you then go out of your way to make sure that uh, nobody else does? Exactly. You don't spit in his face. Like, you don't right. mock him. You're like, I'm sorry. But if someone else helps him, you're happy for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> or do you turn him in on some phony criminal charge, you know, because, uh, you know, the person's down on their luck? So, so for Ron DeSantis to go in and pick up these people, uh, these poor Venezuelan immigrants, and, and uh, you know, befuddle them into thinking that, they were actually going to be going someplace that was going to be to their benefit and, and then just ship them arbitrarily when they were no threat to the state of Florida. There were no imposition to the state of Florida. They had nothing to do with the state of Florida and go out of your way to do this. I mean, uh, I think the guy should have been brought up on, on uh, just gross criminal charges. And then uh, there are, uh, you know, assertions that uh, it, his buddy, one of his big donors or something, uh, was the person that they charted the flight off and, and they paid him like an outrageously inflated fee to, uh, you know, be a part of this whole orchestrated fraud and, and, and crime that was well, committed sure. by Ron DeSantis. Oh, no, you had to know that there was someone benefiting. They, they never do something without someone making money on it. But but who could do this to people? I mean, that would be, uh, you know, my, my thing. Uh, is there zero compassion in, in somebody that, that's in a, in a position of power in government where you actually would just use these people in that fashion, uh, the most unsuspecting of people, and, and do it to make a grandstand play. I mean, it's people's lives that, that you're talking about at that Look, point. Look, and that's and the thing it's, a is, it's why you and I do this, and we're not running for office. I understand someone has to make the tough decisions. I understand, especially when you're in high, high office, a million things are coming at you from in different directions. You can't say yes to everything. Totally get it. But there's a way to say no. <laughs> like, there's different ways to have tact. To yeah. We can't let you in here. But, you know, maybe there's something we can do. Maybe there's some olive branch. Maybe Anything. Take the 625000 that you spent on flying them to Martha's Vineyard and distribute it among the people. If you're going to uh, do something, uh, you know, with, with this capital or, or, you know, get them a few meals, something or whatever you can do. Anyway, so, I mean, I have nothing. I, I couldn't be any more appalled than I am by uh, the sight of Ron DeSantis 
and, and all of the sanctimonious. I mean, and, and the great thing now is that Trump is trashing him, and it's the first time I ever agree with Donald Trump on anything. I know. That's just so funny. I find myself... It's like, yeah. you know what, Donnie? You're finally right about something. <laughs> he does suck. Never mind uh, what you had to say about Fauci. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're finally right about somebody. He is an asshole. <laughs> all right, so I'm watching those speeches. Okay. And, uh, Mike Pence gets up there. Oh, I mean, Pence, uh, oh, you talk Jesus. about a guy that... It's a cardboard. Fap it, my yeah, God. What, out, what is yeah. up with that guy? And he's like Outside of actually not, uh, you know, uh, going along with the Trumpster on his little scheme there to overturn the election and, and fuck up the Electoral College, which was his benefactor. I mean, uh, you know, he, he, he did benefit. Obviously, he lost the original election to Hillary in the popular vote. He never said anything about that. No. He wasn't complaining that that was rigged. No, he lost the election by like a couple of million votes. Four million, four million. And ended up, uh, and ended up winning the, the presidency in spite of it because of this Fugazi system that we have that uh, goes back to, as we said, uh, gun control laws or whatever, uh, you know, the, the Second Amendment, which was a law that was made uh, and uh, it was an addition to the Constitution that was made when people were firing muskets. Yes, literally. They used Remember they used to have to load the thing up and shove a stick yes. in there, and then by the time they got around to the second shot, the guy was already gone. Put it this way, they use the term militia, and the only time we use the term militia in modern day is when we're watching CNN and they're outside of Waco, Texas. Like, militia is not a positive yeah. term in 2020, 2000 period. <laughs> like, and that's in the phrase that they hold on so tightly to. Yeah, uh, I mean, they had this thing on, uh, is it Griffin, uh, uh, last night on CNN, uh, the uh, woman that was shot, no, the uh, representative from Arizona, this was like uh, 2000, what, 11, and uh, a bunch of people were killed, uh, somebody, some crazy nut uh, came out, and they shot her, in. Uh, a remarkable recovery uh, by this woman, uh, also, uh, uh, very, very interesting, uh, as you look at uh, the guy that's the head of the NRA, Wow, Gabby Giffords, Gabby Giffords. Giffords, yeah. And it was 2011. Good job by you. Yeah, January yeah, 8, yeah. 2011. I was watching. It was hard to watch because, I mean, it's just, it, it's crushing to think that, uh, you know, here we were talking about this in 2011, and that was uh, before Sandy Hook, and she was screaming, hey, we, we have to do something about this. Uh, and, you know, then just what? Over the weekend, we had another, like, mass shooting at a club in Colorado. Oh, geez, I missed that. Oh, God, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I mean, just disgusting. You know, what's going on? And, and you know, these guys are all listening to this uh, Giffords and, uh, you know, saying, uh, well, and, and they acted like they were moved. And I'm looking at all of these fools. They, they, the laws are still the same. Nothing's changed. Still the same, no, no. same problems uh, still exist. So anyway, all these guys are speaking at, at uh, this, uh, you know, Jews for Republicans Republican thing. thing. They had everybody, man. They had, they had Pence. The Trumpster got up there. Man, does he have that, that stupid smug look? I know. Honey. You, you got to get rid of that. I mean, is that really going to work on people again? Are we to, that stupid? I mean, we are. I didn't use a vote on him. Uh, hundreds of millions of people that voted for him. Well, he gets up there and he got that. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just it, it's incredible. Uh, but, I mean, uh, apparently, you know, that, that that doesn't appear to be as much of a threat no, no. Uh, as uh, as it might have uh, been, uh, you know, say, well, I don't know that uh, he was ever going to get elected again. I, I, I can't imagine. But they're all giving these speeches. And yet all of them, as much as I am uh, reviled by uh, all of these people, uh, none of them compared in their insanity to the FIFA president addressing the press. <laughs> See, you thought, what is I was the like, where is he bringing this to? <laughs> 
you had me confused. I'm like, I don't mind talking about this, but there's a connection. I've been working with somewhere. this guy for 12 years, <laughs> yeah. and I think he's no, lost it. Yeah. I know there's a connection. Sarney was right. Doing. I don't know. No, he was wrong about the walking <laughs> and dementia. I'm doing wrong. plenty of walking, Jim. <laughs> I, I am. It ain't fixing shit. <laughs> no, but, but this was one of the most outrageous. I mean, we, we talk about you know some of the stupidity, mm-hmm. and, and we, we love playing examples of outrageously dumb things that were said during speeches. Yes. And especially sports speeches. And there have been some great sports speeches, and there have been some really foolish ones. Yes. Right? Like the uh, Shanahan thing, where, well, I don't even know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. It's like, well, well then, then don't drop that. Why don't you, you just answer the poor schmuck's question? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on your roster? Exactly. How hard is that to answer? <laughs> tomorrow. Here's a tough one. That's, wow. a, that's a lot. I don't know. Oh, my God. Right? Guy's starting quarterback. He's playing in Mexico City tonight. <laughs> I hope they go down in flames. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. So, anyway, did you see this guy? Yeah. I, I, and his name escapes me. I, I don't know that I ever knew it, but uh, you know, I heard it. Obviously, the FIFA and, president and, and, now wow. is the FIFA president now. He's the FIFA president now, right? Sepp Gianni Infantino. How did Sepplan are going to quit it of uh, you know taking bribes when uh, we're looking at this uh, cutter situation? Because they all were taking bribes. If they're all, if the people, that's my favorite when the people doing looking into things are the ones involved. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? What kind of sport is this, man? I, I, which is more crooked, I, I guess, FIFA or uh, you know, or, or cycling? Cycling, the, the WC. What do you think? Whenever we do it, there's a, to me it's the Final Four. Pun intended. Uh, yeah. FIFA, cycling, the, the WBO or WBC. World Boxing Council. And yeah. NCA. There's different levels. I guess thousands of people haven't died, you know, while they're gripping and stealing from the, the kids in the NCA. But they all have, diff- to me, very similar tendencies and tactics to how they Amazing. lead. Such criminal activity. Anyway, this guy is saying, hey, there's nothing wrong with what's going on here, man. You guys are, like, way <laughs> off base. That's great. And anybody that mentions this, obviously, is, uh, you know, uh, you know, is that. somebody that sh- should receive no consideration as a human being whatsoever. And um, he-, he justified everything, and he thought that, you know, everything was on the level with the awarding uh, of the uh, uh, World Cup games uh, to uh, Qatar. In, uh, what was that, 2010 they did this? Yeah, so, uh, so. Yeah. And remember that? I, I'll never forget uh, watching that. And, and the sheet gets up, and he's got two babes. I mean, outstanding. It was like he was David Hasselhoff in the opening scene of Baywatch. He's got, you know, cufflinks, uh, beautiful blondes draped uh, on uh, each arm. And, uh, you know, he was, like, shocked. He feigned surprise. That guy was a good actor, man. <laughs> Whoever the sheik is, that's, uh, is it the same guy that's in charge of? Uh, I don't know, but I love it now. So I was watching. Uh, I was watching with my, I think my mother-in-law yesterday when I was getting ready to go paint. Yeah, and they were doing like the, or was it Saturday? Did they show the announcement, the original announcement? No, by no, no. I wish they did. They did. That it. was a disgrace. The opening ceremonies, and they kept <laughs> the guy. I don't know who the guy was that was on. Maybe it was someone from there because he was like, they showed the one sheik guy help, helping the other sheik guy sign a yeah. jersey, and he's like, this moment. Oh yeah, this I saw moment it. my I heart, my heart is swelling. I'm like from the from the heat. I'm like, what do you mean my heart is swelling? I'm like, dude, stop! Like this is the it's most phony garbage. Yeah, I mean, uh... <laughs> they're like, look at the people, look at them. I'm like, I can't see them. They're all covered. Are there women? Every commercial is just a bunch of men. There's no women yeah. in any commercial or any footage. Yeah, they don't allow women to live. <laughs> I mean, uh, in this place. I'm like, this That's is the another biggest issue. Fucking farce. Was, uh, I'm like, come probably on. Probably passed over by uh, Alexi Lalas <laughs> on the analysis of the game.
my uh, god! You know, hopefully, I, I don't know. I mean, does how much of a detraction is that from uh, the action there? Do the people just ignore all of it and uh, you know think, oh well, this is wonderful. We're playing soccer. Yay. Well, football. the funny thing is, Andy just said it, and I remember when we used to we play it, and I found it. We'll play it again, and I'll try and clean it up. But uh, when we we used to play, we used to have the video, and I remember Andy's not wrong. Like, when they're like, from, and then the guy gets up before he says, Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sheik's it's already like waiting. the guy on the price is right that already knows that his name is big. <laughs> Joe, come on down. But he's in the back room. Uh, get, get up, Joe. <laughs> By accident, the wrong camera was on the guy, and he was already standing. He's already walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm not sure I can embrace uh, an event as uh, significant as as it is, obviously, to many people around the world. Uh, but I don't know that I can embrace this event and say, "Wow!" I, even though I don't have a you know a real vested interest of any type in uh, soccer, whether it's emotional or. Uh, you know, from the intellectual standpoint of trying to figure out what exactly, how boring of a chess match is it? Are there boring chess matches? There must be. Yes, right? it's chess. Where it's going to end in a draw. The whole match. You've been boring. playing chess by mail with some guy that's in a Russian penal colony. You know, you helped him do 12 of the 15 years he was uh, assigned for, you know, smoking a joint. Exactly. For jaywalking. <laughs> That thing, it's straight. That whole thing with the, the penal colony. Shit. My God, Britney yeah. Griner. Oh my God! Imagine you're going from like being this uh, celebrated athlete to yeah. that. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's kind of a harsh reality. You know they're going to make her schwitz that out for a long time. That prisoner swap isn't happening no, anytime no. soon. They they could have this killer back, this arms dealer. Yeah, that's what's so funny is they actually accepted right? the probably deal. Putin's best friend, and he says, "Nah, it's not good hold enough. on to Griner. Yeah, it's not good enough." Crazy stuff. Oh my God. All right, uh, Jimmy Johnson's big chill. Wow, yes, I mean, uh, yes, yes. look, we have. Uh, I, I figured out we only have till February. Because <laughs> once the football season's over, that, that's, that's it. The they're going to cancel this yes. contract if we don't get down there. That's sort of the point. Yeah. I know we love them, and and we talk about them uh, with, uh, you know, great platitudes, and uh, you know, it, it seems like hyperbole, but it's all true. And, and all you have to do is take a look at the shots there, the clips, and and th those pictures. Even though, as Rod Stewart would say, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's worth, worth a thousand words, right? Yep. Uh, they tell the story. Um, they they don't necessarily tell the total story. Because the vibe that you get when you're there, and then the great food and drink. We really didn't uh, show too much. Uh, you know, we did they show a couple of items there, but uh, we didn't have a picture of, like, the Italian fisherman pizza or uh, those nachos that you and the professor knocked off. Or then, you know, you're talking, uh, you know, about people that were sitting in a very romantic setting. Off, if You don't want to be like a, you know, a, a rebel rouser there and having a great time listening to music and, uh, you know, uh, whooping it up and hollering and, uh, you know, watching the ball games on TV. Uh, you know, the romantic dinner uh, is a very big possibility there also, right? Yes. Where you're getting your pistachio-encrusted uh, filet of uh, medallions of my, my, whatever you wanted. Something that you would find on like a South Beach restaurant menu. And it's right there and not at South Beach prices. We're talking about the keys here. Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. Mile marker 104, the Overseas Highway in Key Largo. It, it's a party inside of a party inside of a party, man. I mean, it's just absolutely great. Uh, great food and drink, as we said. Uh, they have the sports bar there. They have the uh, tiki bar set up. You have the pool area. You have water sports available to you. You're right there on the bayside. Incredible sunsets. And they have live music going all day Friday. I mean, uh, Saturday and Sunday. 
um, and, and great accommodations, too. You, you can't beat it. It's the ultimate Keys Resort. It's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, Mile Marker 104, the Overseas Highway in Key Largo. Check out the website and, and uh, really look into those accommodations. They're kind of unique, but uh, spectacular. As nice as the room was that we had at Harris in Atlantic City, uh, and, and this was uh, tremendous, uh, nothing really compared with the uh, place that we were staying at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. So that's jimmyjohnsonsbigchill.com for the accommodations. And then, of course, if you're rolling out of Florida City or uh, coming back home from any other Keys destination, this is a must-stop. And I mean, it's going to be the iconic place uh, in the Keys as time passes, but uh, just absolutely great right now. Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, mile marker 104, the overseas highway in Key Largo. All right, we're coming back with more here on the Defoe Show. Happy to have you with us on a Peel Yourself Off the Mat Monday. Uh, tossed a couple of things around. Uh, during the week here, as we'll have uh, John Kajemi tomorrow. Yes. And then, of course, uh, at Thanksgiving Day, now a triple header in, in the National Football League. It is, it is. A triple header. The uh, the Cowboys looked great yesterday, did they not? What was going on there? Yeah, I don't was understand. that just Minnesota looking bad? Well, that's Seven sacks of Kirk Cousins. Seven <laughs> sacks. Jesus. Mike Luby Lubitz. And they crushed this guy. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people like to rip uh, Kirk Cousins, but uh, obviously he was doing well enough to have a team at 8 and 1. I don't know if it was all him. Uh, they were like uh, pulling miracles out of their ass all the time, uh, Minnesota Vikings. No, they really were. I mean, uh, miracles, like they did in the uh, game the previous week against the Bills, which was now very helpful to the uh, Miami Dolphins as the Bills got it back on track yesterday. So, uh, what do we have Thursday? NFL. Usually the Lions and the Cowboys. Uh, Bills uh, and the Alliance to start it out. Uh, Cowboys, Giants. Uh, the G-Men were exposed, I think, a little bit yesterday. Were they not? Yeah, I mean, they, whatever. They didn't look all that great. They haven't been great all year. They just have, have won a lot of games that... We got your Daniel Jones as opposed to mine. I mean, they played a lot of garbage, and they've been able to beat the garbage. I mean, they haven't played... Vikings-Patriots. That's your third game. So it's a decent game. Decent game, yeah. I mean... Could you say that Belichick is in line for coach of the year? Patriots were supposed to suck. Right, right now, I'm giving my vote to Ron Rivera, coach of the year. Ron Rivera. The commanders had no chance to do anything this year. They're sitting there at 6-5. and five, Oh, shit. Which, uh, unfortunately for them, uh, they're uh, in the NFC East where uh, you have two teams with big upside winning records, including the Philadelphia Eagles, who eked one out yesterday. My God. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's still time for – is there time for a team to get hot and, and make some kind of run? Who, who's in a position to do that in the NFL, in your opinion? I mean uh, – you know I mean, say. the Dolphins would you know be. If, there, is the, that possible? Somebody wanted to put money on them to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm going there, but this schedule that seemed impossible, the Packers are very mortal. The Eagles yes. have come back to earth a lot. Like, the Bills aren't don't look so, so great. scary. Bills, the Jets will be down here. The Patriots – aren't scary like it, i mean nope. and they, they both their defense and offense are playing as well as anyone in football I, this it, the league is coming to where everyone was scared for the dolphins because of this and that they're rising up where everyone's coming back a little bit i mean i, yeah. I it's not a homer their thing. offense is more balanced and, and yes. just as explosive as any of these That's offenses the uh, like kansas city where you know they can score in virtually any play but uh, they haven't been overwhelming I mean, it's not like they're putting up 40 and 50 like they were a few years ago. Not every game. Uh, the Dolphins uh, might might have the most potent and efficient offense uh, in the National Football League. Right well, because most teams are one trick possible? Either they run really well like the Bears, but the passing game is sort of a disaster. Or if you're the Chiefs, they don't run well. 
The Chargers are sort of like Eckler's their running back, but it's mostly catching out of the backfield. Like the Dolphins have won without running, and then the last game they ran the crap out of the ball, and they're tra- yeah. they're getting better running the ball. That was that's McDaniel's idea is to not have to rely on one thing, so that two they have run. a lot of balance. They really do. They do. They have a lot of talent. And, 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 you know, they spread the ball around in the passing game, yep. even though it's dominated by uh, Waddle and Hill. Uh, very interesting. I don't know what kind of price you, you get on that, the uh, Miami Dolphins. And, and you're assuming, I mean, uh, and Houston is uh, kind of thrown in the towel. Uh, they were getting uh, shut out yesterday by the Commanders uh, and then finally came back, lost at like 23-10 or something like that. So the score was a little closer than it was, uh, I think, 23-zip at, at one point uh, throughout Jesus. that ball game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, who, who else uh, would you go with? I mean, uh, if you were just looking at yesterday's game, obviously Dallas looked great. The Dallas you... is a team I was writing off because their defense had been great all year, but it was supposed to be garbage. So I kept waiting yeah. for it to come back in the pack, which it hasn't. And Prescott's done his job, and they're running the ball better with really well with Tony Pollard. So Dallas is better than I thought they were. i got to give them credit. And the rest of the NFC is sort of, ugh. The Bucks. I don't care what people are trying to make the Bucks into. They're not good. The Rams are horrendous. The Seahawks were, were propped yeah. up. The Niners, no one trusts Jimmy G. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys have as good a chance uh, as anyone in that conference. They're eight-point favorites over the Cardinals tonight, the Niners, and uh, already posted as eight and a hook <laughs> over the Saints for uh, next week. Well, the 49ers. I, I don't uh, see them uh, deserving of that kind of respect. No, no, you? no. It's not them. It's more the opponent. Very suspect, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, I, it's interesting because uh, – you would have to say that uh, you could make a case if the Dolphins' defense can progress a little can bit. Keep growing, yep. And, and there's still, I mean, after 10 games, there's still like a long way to go with seven games left in the season. Yep. A lot can change, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, follow that obviously very closely. In the college football scene, uh, you will see what? Uh, George is still number one, although they yes. didn't look great this week. They were lucky to survive. They struggled, yeah. They struggled. Struggle? Yep, 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 yep. Who, who looked great? Wow, South Carolina. Struggled. Uh, UF, who isn't up there, but lost to Vandy. Michigan was messing around. Um, yeah, I mean, they were weird. done. They, they were out, out of the picture. OOP. They were about to go into Nick yeah, Saban territory. There, they was, lose that ball game. It was really weird. This, this Ohio State when it was kind of staggering there. They Ohio ended State up pulling around. away late. And uh, TCU, TCU almost lost to Baylor. <laughs> they were losing most of that game. You know, it's a yeah. really. Was really that was a last-second field goal, literally a last-second field goal. That won it for TCU also. USC went down to the wire. Uh, North Carolina was a team that people thought could uh, challenge for the ACC title, and then maybe if they won that with only one loss. And Remember Tennessee, where it was a hot commodity Tennessee a couple weeks ago? Tennessee got annihilated by an average North Carolina team. Yeah, it's a very weird weekend. Mississippi All right, so you have uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Stanner. USC is uh, hovering around number five, college football playoff uh, rankings. LSU, uh, they have a couple of losses, uh, so that, that's a little bit of a stretch. Yes. And Clemson, who I was completely unimpressed by uh, for the most part, uh, although, uh, you know, good enough to win yeah, and six, had played, uh, what, Syracuse and now Miami in back-to-back weeks and uh, ha- handled both with, with relative ease. Uh, and yet, well, Syracuse uh, was sort of in that game for a while. Uh, Miami completely out of it right from the start. That's the other thing. I mean, uh, would you not be able to coach a team to the point where they're they're at least able to, all right, like a fighter. You, you see somebody in, uh, you know, a match, and the, the guy comes out of the promoter's uh, locker room there, and, you know, he's got a record of 19-0, and 0, and he's fighting some guy from the Midwest, a nondescript guy, very pasty-looking, who uh, has a record uh, as a pro of 32-14, and 14. 
And, and, and you know that guy is a professional. He's going to go in there. He's going to give you a couple of rounds worth of action. Uh, maybe not put up much of a battle, but uh, so, sort of be, uh, you know, competitive while getting wiped out, if, if that makes any sense. And, and shouldn't you at least be there if, if you're the Hurricanes? Where, you know, you're, you're battling, all right, maybe by the third quarter they start to overwhelm you a little bit. But you shouldn't be out of it right from the start. Well, look, in the week stat, after week, I, I don't know if I saw Dave Hyde. I mean, you can do the math on it, but I, I saw someone posted, and I was like, oh, Jesus, it was that bad. Because there was one point they were down by, like, 24 to nothing, and then I guess they made it 24-10. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, look at them. And then it was 40 to 10. Um, but as an offense, and, they, and this is a the guy they paid a lot of money to steal from Michigan, uh, they had less than 100 yards of total offense for an yeah. entire game. And Clemson's defense – was great. Right now, it's not. Right now, it's okay. It's a solid defense. Jeremy Shockey used great. to have over 100 yards yes. of offense. <laughs> right? Not, not the team. <laughs> the whole team, passing and running, was total under 100 yards when you account for sacks and stuff. Oh, very weak. I mean, all the way around. Uh, you know, uh, just ugly. I would imagine they get destroyed by Pittsburgh. Miss the bowl I, I don't game. know if they're destroyed, but I, I, I don't know how they... Pittsburgh destroyed. is playing better than they're not. <laughs> No, it really is. It's a baffling story. All right, uh, so uh, tomorrow we'll have a uh, session with John Kajemi. Then Wednesday yes, we're going to do a doubleheader, trivia challenge, and Tony Segreno with a little old school. And then we won't be with you on Friday, whether Degenerate Friday show, because there'll be a lot of degenerate activity yeah. taking place over the weekend. And we'll come back with more here in a moment on the Defoe Show. Yes, sir. Now that. What do you think? What's Mayo going to order today at Grandpa's? What do you think? I'm telling you right now, I want to try that thing we saw when we first went there, that sandwich that was anomaly. Like, that was freaking insane. Is he going to eat like a giant onion slice also, I, like I he always know. does? He always does. Always like a giant raw I onion. I don't know. I'm a little fearful. It's, uh, it's 838. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Highly apart. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapists, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion unmatched and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place. And that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. 
Again, Land Lovers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Land Lovers for making you always feel right at home. The winner to organize the 222 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. We now return to the Defoe Show. How do you justify the unjustifiable? I mean, uh, that would be the question. And uh, this goes all the way back to 2010 when that announcement was being made. And I, I would have to say that uh, the, the uh, speech that was given, the uh, I mean, this was your preliminary press conference before the World Cup actually kicked off there in Qatar after all the speculation about uh, how much bribery money was actually exchanged uh, to Sepp Blatter and the boys there at FIFA. Uh, I, I would imagine it was rather substantial, too, because, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, a country that obviously is filthy rich, at least a handful of the people there are, and the rest of them are probably, you know, ensconced in dire poverty. But um, that, that was, I mean, never mind this uh, Jews for Republicans. Uh, it, it was kind of uh, reminiscent of the early Trump COVID-19 pressers where, you know, he, he was suggesting things like uh, gargling with chlorine to, uh, you know, try and uh, eradicate uh, the uh, symptoms and or uh, the effects of COVID-19 while people were being zipped up in body bags by the hundreds of thousands. And uh, th- this is what the guy came up with. Just the rambling words of what seemed like a complete and absolute fool. Uh, how, how did these guys end up in these positions? Uh, why, why didn't we go? If you took the sports management course, remember at St. Thomas University where the Dolphins that's, had the practice That's how I got my, facility? my bachelor's in sports management from FSU. So Sports have, management from FSU. I mean, how how are you not like the head of FIFA? <laughs> I'm not grimy enough. <laughs> you can't grease my. Are palms. you not criminal enough to uh, head one of these organizations? Why aren't you an executive with a bowl committee? <laughs> I have too much of a heart and and soul, I guess. <laughs> of what significance so will these other uh, bowl games oh be? By God. the way, I mean, outside of to the teams themselves. I mean, as you said it. You feel like it's important for Mario Cristobal and a Hurricane football team to qualify for a ball game. It's almost incredible to think that they would not. I I didn't see them being that bad coming into the season. Did you? My problem is, and again, when I I follow, I I mean, maybe not great, but uh, you know, when I fought with our friend, that is a friend, and it's a good dude. He also is close to Mario, so I understand. uh, You know, protecting your friend when he was like, "Well, who had these expectations?" I'm like, everyone. I'm like, I didn't because I knew it was year one, but they were ranked 16 to start the year. Their quarterback was in the Heisman discussion, and people talked about them winning the Coastal and being the second-best team and challenging Clemson for the ACC. Like, that wasn't me. That was the program, the fans, the national media, the local media. Like, don't now go, well, you didn't know the disaster it was. I'm like, well, then Mario should have been really quieting people down. How did get to that point, though? Yeah. I mean, it's insane to think because, uh, you know, I, I, as I recall, I mean, the whole thing with Manny Diaz was uh, he had good players, but but he wasn't a very good game day coach. And, uh, you know, that seemed to be the difference that, that people had uh, with uh, Diaz. He, he seemed to make uh, bonehead moves a lot and, and maybe wasn't as uh, astute and sound a recruiter as maybe Mario Cristobal could be, who's got a, an excellent proven track record. And seems to be putting the program, uh, you know, back, back in action, at least when it comes to snaring, you know, high, high profile recruits. Uh, that doesn't always get the job done, as we know. Look at Jimbo. And, and you'd have to sustain that for some period of time. And even if you do, just look at Jimbo. Look at Jimbo. As uh, you said. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, Nick Saban is able to do it in Alabama, but he also, I mean, has insane depth mm-hmm. on, on his teams. And even he is now in what you would have to say a very suspect year by uh, any standard that we're used to seeing and, and using as a measuring stick with Alabama. But, I, you know, so I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like you, you might be able to get yourself back into the picture if you did everything right. And one of the things that you would have to think, and I, I just, you know, people always question this. This was a common sports talk topic. Hey, what difference does it make to have a coach? Your buddy, Dan Levitard, used to say the manager and a yes, coach yes, makes yes, a yes, zero yes. difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would, you know, argue that uh, in all of the sports, probably the most significant, uh, one uh, where a coach can have influence uh, would, would be football because uh, th- there are so many different aspects to the game uh, to coordinate. And then on top of that, you have to have this uh, motivational ability and you, you have to not only eyeball talent, but you have to eyeball and be able to see a lot of talent. And you have to see transformational talent from high school to the college level, which probably is the biggest transition that, that you could make in sports, right? Yep. Uh, going from, uh, you know, a high level of high school play in some small town to a high level of collegiate play in a major program, I, I would think is a huge jump uh, for an athlete. Now, oh, now yeah. if you're really good, you're going to make it. But uh, there, there are many people that, that have failed in, in making that transition. And then when you get down to uh, lower positions on the depth chart, uh, you know, that transition is even more difficult, right? You, you might have been a great high school basketball player, Louie, but uh, you get to the college ranks, you can't even get your hands on a pass. Honestly. And you're thinking, how could the game be that much different, right? Yep. It was like a year ago, I was scoring 24 a game. Now, all of a sudden, uh, literally, I mean, I'm getting everything packed and, uh, you know, I'm exhausted by the middle of the second quarter. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there, there's a big, big difference there. A big, big jump. I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, college to the pros is a big jump also. But um, I, I think if if you you know had been in in college for three or four years, you, you're much more likely to have developed to the point where you know whether or not it's going to work as a pro or, or have a pretty good idea. But um, all that being said, I mean, uh, Manny Diaz, he, he, it wasn't like everybody was crying that wow the cupboard is bare, and so you bring in like a, a high priced uh, you know uh, and uh, you know well-known, high-profile coaching staff, and everybody stinks, right? The defense lost completely. Well, that's my problem. Is uh, people are offense like, generating nothing. The people are like, if we just had an offense, this defense, uh, keep steel, get rid of Gaddis. I'm like, what defense are you watching? Like, you guys understand they're going easy on you in the second half. They're up by 30. Like, yeah. th- that's not that the defense is playing now well. Now they're running the ball up the middle on every yeah, play just like, to let the clock roll down. Guys, both yeah. coaches are not getting the job done. Criswell's not getting the job done. Again, I'm not telling anyone to jump from buildings and to start firing anyone. What I'm saying is I don't understand the confidence. Like, I would be scared as a fan and hoping not be like – a lot of Kane fans are still, you don't even know. Hey, here it comes. I'm like, here's what comes. What the hell I mean, total about? denial, these people. They, that, they that's really my are. only issue. Like, I don't get it. Like, I was honest about Norvell. I bitched about Norvell. I hated Fuller, the defensive coordinator. Like, they needed to prove it to me. I don't understand this automatic belief in Cristobal. Well, and, and here's the other thing. And, and they've tried a, a bunch of different guys now. Uh, they, they've done this twice where they really went for the high-profile guy. Uh, Mark Richt, uh, yeah, of course. Rick was high-profile. You know, right. was a guy that everybody said, oh, wow, finally. Yeah, look at this. You know, we got the high-profile guy, and it's had success big time uh, on another – you know, a program, he's been at the top. This isn't some up-and-comer. This isn't Al Golden who guided Temple to 8-4. and four. 
this is, you know, Mark Richt, a well-respected yeah, a man of God. Time. And, you know, he's everything that you need to get the program going in the right direction. And, you know, he, he did a couple of things that gave you rise for hope, but then ultimately bombed out. Yes. Because the circumstances weren't conducive to ever doing this again. And and, and they may not be. I, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll find out. But, uh, you know, and, and then they went through, you know, the whole thing of uh, rewarding like the local guy and the guy that was already on the uh, Canes uh, coaching man, staff. Man. Yeah, uh, and, and now they went out and got this high profile guy. But I, I, I see regression, which is really shocking to me. It, it honestly is. That's uh, my and, and, and while while I mean, uh, like a, a total free pass too uh, for for Mario Cristobal, who, uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you in this. I mean, uh, you, you're thinking it was a good guy and you would root for him to succeed. Uh, you know, so uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that, that you have this 180 degree <laughs> remarkable turnaround next year. I mean, does he really need to get rid of all of this bad blood that was there from the Manny Diaz era to, That's to get this now is going in the right direction? It didn't going. seem like a problem. It wasn't like everybody was saying, oh, my God, look at these maniacs. Uh, nobody could win with these losers that Diaz brought to the roster. That's my problem is they didn't set realistic expectations. So now it, it feels like they're back stepping. And I, yeah. it's like, oh, well, of course he's going to overturn the roster. What was he doing last year? Like, he got here in December. Like, why wasn't he overturning the roster then? Why would he keep it intact, and now suddenly he needs to overturn it? Because that's the one thing Novell did. Novell <laughs> got rid of a lot of players yeah. that first year. They went ri- They were, like, bottom three in youth. Like, they what happened are. to Willie Taggart, man? I, I know he's at FAU now. Horrendous. He's not I, even doing a good job there. I don't really follow there. him no, closely enough. He's uh, not you doing know, a good job. I mean, they're not. He's not yeah. even good there. That's the problem with Taggart is he's short of has made people feel confident that FSU acted quickly because he went to FAU, which should be an automatic, like, build your resume, right? If you're a big time yeah. coach, you should be able to coach at FAU. That should be easy. Kiffin did it, you know. Like that's what rehabbed his career, and he's not been good there. Like he's just doing the same shit he did at FSU. They're like, eh. It's a difficult situation to, uh, you know, have great success. I, I, how, however, Kiffin orchestrated that. What was he bringing in criminals? What was he doing? Lane Kiffin. Didn't I, he get a couple of guys out of, like, a work release uh, program from some local prison that were in their 30s? <laughs> no? He got. He was getting transfers. He had a couple of guys that were transfers. Uh, I don't as they criminals. were telling you what, uh, you know, the fine <laughs> academic institution Florida Atlantic has become. It's an international university, after all. Uh, but this way, FAU is five and six, and they just lost to the juggernaut that is Middle Tennessee State. So I guess at least they share that with the with UN. Yeah. Here's another thing that struck me. I mean, this is obscure, but uh, the University of Texas San Antonio, which uh, I thought was an online school, it was originally coached by Larry Coker. More than originally, he, he was named <laughs> their head coach like two years before they actually got the program rolling. <laughs> Coker was named the head coach, and then he was there for a little while, and. Uh, they they were among the uh, others receiving votes today in the, yeah, uh, I guess this was the AP year. Top 25. Yeah, they've had a decent year. And, and the Hurricanes, you know, with, with all of this uh, activity that they had and all of the emphasis that's been on the program, and we've been hearing the same rhetoric forever. That's a problem. Forever. And, uh, you know, uh, this is, uh, it's interesting. People say, hey, why are you talking about the Hurricanes so much? They suck. Um, you know, it's just interesting to see a program uh, completely discombobulate and, and then never be able to find its way back. Well, that's and, and Dave High when I had him on last week. I brought up I had we we have him with him, so I had to bring him up just to to get his taste of the temper, or his taste of the 
the vibe right now. And, and he was like, look, he said all the things. You got to give him time. You know, and people over expectations. Fine. It's like, but here's the problem. He's like, if it doesn't work with Mario, then it's just not. It's the thing you sort of realize. If it doesn't work with yeah. Mario, then it's never going to work because he was it's a guy that they weren't supposed to be able to get. They overpaid for. Yeah. They gave him money for a staff, which they literally going back to Jimmy Johnson. They didn't do. Jimmy Johnson was pissed his entire time at UM because they wouldn't give him money, even though they were winning. Like, well, and, and then they insist he told us uh, during that interview yeah, last gave year, which him, I, I, you know, it's kind of a reminder that it was true that they made him keep yes coaches that he didn't even want on the staff. Yes. That's how shitty so, treatment yeah. you got. So that's what I'm saying. They did things for Mario they've never done. And Hyde's saying, look, if this, that's why people, I guess, are so hopeful. Because if this doesn't work, then there's really nowhere to go. <laughs> like, this doesn't work. That's it. All right. You would have to say that uh, there, there's probably nobody that would, would have a viable solution for this. So who, who do we blame? Donna Shalala? Is that where it goes? <laughs> Anything to blame Shalala for. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> what's happening at the school. So well, we'll see. I mean, it looks like I don't know. Is that uh, Final Four going to stay intact? Michigan, Ohio State. Nah, they play each other. After looking unimpressive this week, does the loser of that game drop out of yes. the uh, college playoff picture? Yes, because that's the thing is LSU has two losses, but they do play Georgia, and they those two losses came early. And, and if they you've beat Alabama. Them, if you if you watch them outside of the Arkansas game, which Arkansas actually played really well against Ole Miss, so they helped LSU a little bit. LSU's played really well, so. Maybe people are treated like the, you know, the NCAA tournament, they'll do the thing where even though this team has a worse record, they played, it's who's playing the best basketball? Who's the best team? LSU is sort of that. Like, LSU's played really well in the last, like, two months. Since the Florida, since their second loss, they played extremely well. If they can beat a Georgia, you'll probably get both Georgia and LSU in. So the oh, yeah. Ohio State-Michigan loser. And here's the thing, if USC wins out, they're going to get in. If TCU wins out. So the Ohio State-Michigan loser, especially since both teams have struggled lately, Whoever loses out, like, they're not going to get into the playoff. Like, it's, it's just not going to happen. Well, I mean, if it's true that defense wins championships, uh, then USC would have zero shot. Oh, how, how could they be that bad defensively? <laughs> like they're, they're Think about that. I mean, they, they had four turnovers that I can, you know, you said yes. three interceptions. Yes. I know there was a fumble. But that's four. At least four turnovers, and the other team still put up 45 against them. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> that takes a lot. <laughs> Here's a team virtually scoring on every possession. They turn the ball over four times, and they, they still have 45 points. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, USC was able to eke out that victory. Very exciting uh, ball. Yeah, it was fun. I, mean, uh, I watched that one. Yeah, it was very entertaining uh, all, all the way through. Um all right, uh, a lot of stuff coming up this week, and uh, you know it's always a great sports week. Uh, the three games, uh, what do you think? Do we go with the Turkey Day parlay? Do we're gonna we have to have we, one. we have to come up with a theme? Remember when we had the all animal all parlay and it hit? It's all animal. You did all birds. There was one year where everyone was bird related. All birds. Was like what are we gonna uh, do? We're gonna go with a, a little Mark Lawrence uh, theme uh, connection here. Uh, I mean, you have time. Uh, all right, uh, Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, Cowboys laying six and a hook. Uh, the original line here. What, what, what do you think? Cowboys? The uh, Giants looked uh, awful. Oh, at Dallas. Uh, it's a Dallas. so-called rivalry game, but maybe, uh, you know, it's Denny Green time. Huh? The Giants are who we thought they were. I'm more like that. This uh, Mika Parsons. What, was that a luck out that Jerry Jones drafted him? Yes. Mika Parsons. Yes, he fell. He obviously had the talent to be a top five pick, and he went in the teens that year. He fell to them. Wow. I mean, uh, what, what a dynamite way to start the game. Very first play, he, he gets a, a strip sack of uh, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Dallas recovers the ball. 
And he only put three points up on that one. But, uh, wow, very first play. Guy drops back, first pass of the game. Usually some innocuous nothing pass, right, just to get the rhythm going on the offense. Throw a little flare out there into the flat, and the guy goes for four yards. Uh, this one, uh, he, he doesn't even get – he drops back within seconds. Parsons is in his face. Oh, no, he's insane. And, uh, yeah, and uh, sure enough uh, – Strip sack. Great, great, great player. Anyway, the Cowboys, I, I think they cover 6 and Yeah, the spread's against the Giants. a little annoying. I mean, we can do this closer to Wednesday, but the spread's a little annoying, but uh, I would still lean Cowboys. The Giants, I all year I feel like they, they, they rely on Barkley a lot, and we've seen this in the NFL. If you can on a, a run team, and we've seen this with the Titans, if you stop Henry, you stop Tannehill. I feel like that's the same thing with the Giants. Like, Daniel Jones is better. Yeah, is he better, or he doesn't have to do anything? <laughs> like, that's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, he didn't look good yesterday. And, uh, and what were Barkley's run running well. numbers? I bet you Barkley's running numbers were way down yesterday. And that probably keyed uh, in on Saquon Daniel Jones. Barkley, uh, yeah, was shut down uh, very badly by the Lions. Exactly. And uh, the Lions, I think, the Lions, uh, were, were like sucks. a really lousy run defense. Their defense shut them sucks. Down. Yeah, Barkley had yeah. 22 yards. Barkley had 22 yards. Like, Nothing. Their defense sucks. <laughs> the Lions. All right, so I, I'm going to say that trend continues, that the yeah. Giants were playing a much better football in winning, uh, what, say we're 6-2 and two at one point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think they were sort of overachieving no, they're seven a little and two bit now. in terms of isn't, wins and losses. is their record 7-2 and two now? So they were 7-1. and one. Yeah, I think their record is... The G-Man? Okay. The Giants are 7-3, and three, so you're right. They, they were 7-2. Seven seven and and yeah, they yeah. were 7-2 and two and then yeah. lost. And now 7-3. and three. Okay, 7-3. and three. So I, I think the Cowboys uh, win that one. Yes. Uh, the Lions and Bills, kind of interesting. Uh, Bills getting 10 on a roll. Oh, Jesus. After, uh, you know, I mean, they looked uh, a little bit uh, out of sync early in that game, as you, you might imagine, uh, the game they played uh, yesterday. And, you know, you would think that, uh, you know, they had uh, really a disruptive yeah, talk about distractions. For no reason. Uh, 80 feet of snow probably uh, <laughs> didn't make it any easier to. Uh, yeah, and they missed, uh, obviously, like some practice time. I don't know how valuable it is at this point in the season. Maybe you're better off just taking a day off. But uh, the Bills uh, uh, laying 10. On the road against the Lions, who have uh, sort of risen up a little bit. And uh, you look more like the Lions that were approaching Russell Crowe when he was <laughs> in the center of the gladiator ring there. A little more ferocious. Uh, they got that whole Dan Campbell thing working, uh, playing better football. Offensively, Jared Goff didn't look too bad in the ball game yesterday. He actually was pretty efficient, Luby. So, um, I, I don't know. I'm going to give the Lions a shot. Is there? There, there must be... A stat. How do they fare at home Thanksgiving Day? You would think very well. It's always the early game, too. So the other team is on a short week. Uh, these guys have been home. They're going home to their family. The other team's catching a plane. What, what do you think, Louie? Lions getting 10 at home against the Bills. I think the Bills win, man. The Bills should win that resoundingly. The Lions played weirdly good football the last month. Because even, remember that. Three weeks in a row they've been they, winners. But yeah, but Three they, weeks that Dolphins game, they didn't get killed. <laughs> they, they were actually dominating that game until the second yeah. half. So at least the last month they played better football, and even before that, like their losses were just tough losses for Dan Campbell. Tends a lot in the NFL, man. I, I don't know, and the Bills are sort of struggling. Look, I'll be contrarian. Let you take the Bills. I'll take De I'll take Detroit in the points. No, I'm going to take Detroit in the oh, points. Oh, jeez, that's annoying that we're agreeing yeah. on everything. <laughs> I, I, I have to root for the Dan Campbell uh, team. I know. And, and then, uh, wow, this is a tough one. Vikings at home getting uh, are laying three and a hook against the Patriots, who. Uh, I mean, it wasn't exactly an overwhelming performance uh, by the Patriots in beating the Jets, but the Vikings were, were absolutely horrendous 
and losing to the Cowboys. Now, they are at home. Was that an aberration, would you say, Luby? Just uh, put a line through it and say, hey, well, we, we played like shit this week. Let's just forget about it because, uh, you know, the Patriots, they don't impress me. The Jets, the pay, oh, the Patriots? No, I Patriots don't. Patriots are playing the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, they're, they're the nightcap. Um, I've always, this whole year. Is there been anything better, the by the way, than a turkey day triple header three-team yes. parlay yep. and you hit it? Well, if you hit it. I mean, that's now, can you problem. find your bookie on Thanksgiving Day? <laughs> and now with the, the online in. stuff, it's not a problem, right? <laughs> but trying to find Lipschitz on Thanksgiving Day to hedge off on the third game of the parlay was uh, somewhat problematical. And, and he was hoping that you lost that third game because he already had your parlay money in. All right. Um, that'll do it for us. We uh, had a great time being with you here on this Peel Yourself Off the Map Monday. Tomorrow, John and Jimmy in the yes. uh, second hour of the program. Yes. And uh, then Wednesday, a doubleheader with uh, the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge and Old School with Tony Segreto. We'll be off on Thursday celebrating Thanksgiving with the rest of you guys. And uh, then Friday, a Degenerate Friday. So uh, we'll have a lot of activity for you here. Uh, Later on today, Grandpa's is where we'll be. Uh, That will be Grandpa's. And that's a surprise right around the corner from uh, Mayo's house in (laughs) Dania. I'll be schlepping down there if I can make it I on time. Down and you'll be schlepping down there because we need you to be there much more so than me. Uh-huh. And uh, there'll be some fine food there. Come on by if you're uh, in the neighborhood there. Uh, that's on Federal Highway in Dania Grandpa's. And uh, really nice. I mean, the place is always packed when we go there for lunchtime. Yep. Even on a Thanksgiving. Do you eat out more on holiday week or do you, uh, you know, say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of take it easy? See, I like Thanksgiving leftovers, so I just eat a lot of Thanksgiving leftovers. I feel like most people... Yeah. Pound that Thursday and then don't cook it all weekend and, and are out. No, uh, yeah, I mean, I got leftover stuffing and gravy for a long, long time. Uh, <laughs> this time it's going to be good too with that Tommy T stuff. Yes. I can't wait to get my hands on good that. Good call by you. I don't know if it makes it to the Thanksgiving table. I'll pick it up <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock in the a.m. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Great to be in, uh, back in touch with you. For Mike Luby, Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. We'll see you at 12 o'clock today uh, from Grandpa's with Mike Mayo in a lunchbox. And until then, we leave you now that. The time is 9.02. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what they 